Now for something completely different. What year is this? For your own safety, please keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times. Set your phasers to stun, your sonic screwdrivers to analyze mode, and keep your towels handy. It's time to let your inner nerd come out and play. And they mostly come at night. Mostly. This is Geeky Gals and Guys. With Michelle and Miles. Trace the call. It's coming from inside the house. The Suze and Kenny. Don't get goofy on me. And some guy named Curtis. Who is he? What is he? Where does he come from? This is a party I would go to. Okay. And now it's time for Geeky Gals and Guys. Take it away, gang. Happy Labor Neighbor Weekend, everybody. Stay safe. Social distance. Keep your masks on. Don't give each other the plague. Please, please, for the love of God. Uh, welcome to the show. Roll call. Curtis, you here? Everybody. There he is. The Suze. Hello. Happy Labor Daber. Excellent. Miles. I'm not here, but I'm faking it really oh, well. Okay. And <laughs> Michelle. I'm here. Excellent. <laughs> and we have our very special guest on tonight. Uh, uh, you may know him on Discord as Von Hammer, but our good friend Shane is here with us. Welcome, Shane. Hey, evening all. How y'all doing? Not too shy. All right. Uh, I'm I'm in a happy place right now. I bought a watermelon for the mm. weekend. Oh. And uh, it's nice and chilled from the refrigerator. It's like it's like a three quarter inch long stick. I, mm-hmm. I I cubed I cubed him up in a three quarter inch long three three quarter inch by like three inches long. Julianne Cubeless style or old fashioned? Just like <laughs> eat them like 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 Snickers bars. Well, what what about Curtis's question? He asked, seedless or old fashioned? Uh, seedless. Nice. It's so. your newfangled melon and stick. That's right, science. That's delightful. It's the future of watermelon. <laughs> Uh, yes, but you know, seriously, science, who, who cares about science? Uh, you know, it's, 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 it's really overrated. Science? Who cares about science? Uh, nobody, not a single person, especially not in the federal government. Uh, anyway, welcome back. Uh, welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, sorry, I did not do a, uh, show post over on Facebook. Uh, weird things are going on in my, in my Mego world. That's the weirdest Good thing. It's it's geek problems going on. Um, I, actually, you know, I, I don't mind talking about this because this is this is something hmm. that, I'm not going to mention any names, but there is a guy who so uh, there's a dude who is a, he is he's a 3D printer. He's an alleged 3D printer Awful. artist. Okay, and he works at uh, uh, he 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 works out of New Jersey making 3D print items. Uh, largely, uh, they're like, uh, he'll do dioramas that to use for eight inch scale figures, uh, um, you know, for, for like the monster Migos, Michelle and whatnot. Yeah. And I had ordered from him a couple of them. One of them was a, 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 a monster laboratory, which was really cool. And I was really excited to have, you know, Frankenstein strapped to a table and stuff like that and all, all that jazz. Um, and you know, they were, they were, they cost you know, each thing costs at least a couple hundred bucks, you know, and I had ordered two of these sets from them and the first order was from November of 2019. Second order was from January of 2020. 
And this guy came up with every excuse not to fulfill people's orders. And oh boy, when the pandemic hit, it hit he was just like, my other job is as a florist. So now I can just say, I'm overwhelmed at my floral business because of all the funerals and not do this. And then something else came up and then something else came up. And then, and I'm like, dude, you had literally like six months to complete my first order. And so before it went any further and he, he was insisting he wasn't going to give people refunds. So I got on the horn with our credit card company and I sent them screenshots of our conversations and the orders and oh everything. Boy. And yeah. I got all my money yep. back. All of it. Some guys aren't mm-hmm. so lucky though. So <coughs> so we started we started a Facebook group to yeah, advocate famous. for people to get their money back. And you know, and we're we're also trolling him pretty heavily too. Like I put a poll up uh, as to what everybody's favorite excuse was, and I threw in a couple of my own, like alien abduction, <laughs> uh, things like that. And 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 the most infuriating thing about this guy Curtis is that <clears throat> what he was doing was he was he was showing things dribs and drabs of like progress on the projects, but then. He would make Man. like he would make eight <laughs> posts about this other shit he was making that he wasn't selling. He was just making stuff for himself. And then Miles, he was showing all the new 3D printers he bought with our mm. money. <laughs> Jesus, the stones on this guy. I wow. know. That's, That's what I thought. I thought this this shit is shit. I was like, this well, is bullshit. Well, that where son of a biscuit eater. Where where it I in, bet he gets out of the shower to pee. Uh seriously. <laughs> so yeah. Uh Shazam. Uh but so so it and this is it and then you want to talk hubris. All right. Uh, uh at one point. Michelle, you know the the one new monster that's coming out for the Mego line is, and I should have my uh, order uh, tomorrow. Well, Tuesday probably uh, of the new Mego figures, but they did a Texas Chainsaw uh, Massacre Leatherface figure, right? Yeah, yeah. And when that announcement came out and they showed the prototype, this asshole did his own Leatherface and um and and put a chainsaw in his hands and everything and painted him and you know it was a nice looking figure and everything but he was like Migo totally dropped the ball this is how leatherface should look and i went oh 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 Migo dropped the ball son <laughs> this was this was 7 months 8 months after you know uh my orders and so I made a comment and I said, I said, you got a lot of nerve saying that Migo dropped the ball when you don't even have a ball to drop. I've been waiting since mm. November of 2019 for my orders. And he's like, but the pandemic. And I was like, no, 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 you don't get to do that. You know, I knew it was a pre-order, but a pre-order should have a quick turnaround. You know, he was only doing like five sets of each, but so, but I mean, I mean, Shane, seriously, thing he's, is he's, 3d he, printers are like once you have it designed you push the button and you walk away yeah he wasn't even selling right? his own designs he was going to thingverse and using other people public domain things but but shane I didn't know that. but yeah oh my yeah God. oh we we found out so much stuff about him uh but but yeah so shane i mean can you imagine you you pre-order something and then all of a sudden this guy is like hey look what i spent your money on and look at all the things i'm making for myself uh, yeah, I can. I've ordered a couple of art <laughs> pieces from people. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, here's all the work I've been doing for myself. 
and it's like, uh, what about the picture you I commissioned you? Oh, well, my grandmother died, and you know, the cat mm-hmm. ate my art supplies, and yada yada. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I think we need so to check in on back. Yeah, I, I think we need to check in with the cat on that. Kitty, did you eat the art supplies? <laughs> no. Don't you blame the cat. I, I believe it. Uh, <clears throat> um, but anyway, so yeah, so that's the, so this is so I, I was on the phone right before the show with my friend Scott. And uh, we we had a wanted a, a, to talk a little little inside <laughs> inside information for me about everything that was going on and um, you know it's 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 you know it's it's so frustrating I feel horrible for some of these guys whose banks won't work with them and I'm like you need to talk to somebody other than just, you know, you need to ask to talk to a manager and find out who's in charge of fraud. Because at this point, this guy has ch- done a federal crime, and he, it's mail fraud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, <clears throat> there are people who live in New Jersey close to where he is that are threatening to go to his establishment. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like um, maybe he should be visited by a few of the uh, boys that work down on the dock who um, work for the Teamsters, maybe with baseball bats. Well, yeah, I, I do not want me to hold him. <laughs> I do not endorse new, that, but uh, we, we got a new car. We can go to New Jersey. Let's yeah, go to New yeah. Jersey. Road trip. Yeah, yeah, road trip. Road trip. Yeah, Susan and well, I like just I said, we, we got our money back. So yeah. we're, we just feel bad for all the people that can't. Yeah, because we yeah. bought it with Discover and Discover gives you your money back. Yeah, they're Which like, is nice. oh, we just have to find out. And they're like, oop. So, yeah, I don't know. I think the repo man might be coming for some of those 3D printers he bought. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, so, uh, so anyway, I, I thought I would share that little story with everybody. It's, it, it's, it's just infuriating that somebody could, should, should, would be such a horrible, shitty business person, uh, to do that to uh, a fan community. But, um, <clears throat> anyway, um, in the news, Everybody some very sad. Uh, well, first of all, I, I need to mention this uh, right now because it just happened. But our our good friend uh, Cordell Garrett, um, just one of the most gentle souls out there. It, it, everybody who listens to Liberal Talk Radio know knew who Cordell was, and unfortunately, he he was in a nursing home and they had an outbreak of COVID and he lost his fight. But he was optimistic until the very end. And he was an aspiring writer. Um, he actually got some. He, he did self-publishing things through Amazon, and you know, always talked about wanting to write movies and everything. Um, big into a lot of different anime and stuff like that. So he was he was truly one of us. And um, but he had health issues that he'd struggled with for a long time, and um, and it was just so heartbreaking reading the posts on his page saying, I got this, you know, it's fine, and, you know, and, and then a family member made the post and said, we lost Cordell, and that is just, uh, that is a sad, sad gut punch and a loss, and, and Cordell, I, I, I bet you're making awesome movies right now, and doing every everything you ever dreamed of, um, and uh, rest in power to our, our friend Cordell, it's really sad. Uh, that, that is a shame. Yeah. 
I recognize um, the name, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, it, it, you know, it, he called me Uncle Kenny all the time. It was, it was, it was really fun. So, uh, you know, it, it, we, we, uh, you know, I, and you know, years ago, I mean, we, we got into a disagreement in the, around the 2016 election and stuff like that. But we remained friends. You know, I mean, we we were able to disagree. Um, but uh, you know, and he, he he still came around and and when news was crazy he'd be like i bet you're gonna have a fun show tonight and i was like yeah <laughs> so <clears throat> but yeah i uh uh it, it's it sucks it, it's it's horrible this this is terrifying and people need to you know and, and i swear to god the next time i see a kid on tv say i'm not a, if i get it i'll get better <sighs> but what about that family member that won't hmm. you insensitive little shit but um <laughs> In the news, uh, Robert Pattinson, our new Batman, has uh, contracted COVID-19. They resumed the filming for the Batman, and he got it, and they shut it right back down. And that, it's just no joke. Nope. You can get this shit anywhere. Like Alyssa Milano got it, and she didn't even know she got it. Her test came back negative. So there you go. Yeah, it's it, it, it is serious, but I would like to take a lighthearted. Uh, look. Uh, it, it, does anyone did anyone see the Saturday Night Live skit? I'm trying to remember who was it. Daniel Craig. It was I think it was Daniel Craig, and there was a skit about um, actors in the world of COVID and how they were um, having to do like kiss scenes through panes of glass or cellophane or something like mm-hmm. that. You know? It yeah. was a uh, um, it, was it, it was a soap opera. It was a soap opera. Okay, soap opera. And they were showing the actors having yes. to do all sorts of weird stuff to avoid actually physically touching. <laughs> physical touching. Yeah. And then one of the actors coughs, and the other actor's like, nope, 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 nope. So <laughs> yeah. <he just> left. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's, a, 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 and that's, that's the thing. It's like, uh, honestly, I think... Uh, um, I, I was watching a video the other day, uh, about, um, uh, oh gosh, I forget. I, I think it was a movie about alien covenant or something like that. Uh, there was, uh, yeah, there was a guy that was expounding upon things that were in the book versus the movie and out of the script that didn't get filmed. And, uh, now I, I love Prometheus and alien covenant. I think they're both excellent movies and I want to see the, the third film in that sequel or that, that prequel. Um, but, uh, you know, something he said, Curtis was like, this is the perfect time to start making those movies of being isolated in space, you know? (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Sure is. I mean, it's one of my favorite genres. So what's uh, absolutely more of that? Hats off to moon. Uh, have you seen that one? Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, the movie Moon, yeah, absolutely with Sam yeah. Um, Rockwell. Rockwell. Yeah, yeah, that's that was a, a great movie. Bowie's son's movie. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. So now that that movie was excellent. And, well, and speaking of Robert Pattinson, there was that movie he just did a few years ago that uh, really uh, kind of redeemed him to me as an actor after um, after the Twilight uh, Sparkle Vampire uh, thing, <laughs> and it was called I, I can't remember the name of it i think it's just one word um but uh he did a movie uh called no no what is it um 
Oh, gosh. Well, I want to see The Lighthouse. I'm looking forward to that. High Life. High Life is what it was. That is a great uh, science fiction horror film from 2018. Uh, Claire Dennis. Or Denis. I don't know. Um, It was her first English language movie. So, yeah. And I want to see... There was another movie called uh, Good Time I want to see as well. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, and, and, you know, the guy's, the guy's a good actor and I hope he, you know, uh, I hope he kicks this and he doesn't have any kind of long-term effects because that's the one thing we could just keep hearing more and more about. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly confident. He seems like a relatively healthy dude and everything. Um, and, uh, but you know, it, it, it's, it, nobody, nobody wants this. And uh, of course, uh, also, uh, speaking of uh, future DC movies, Black Adam himself and his entire family, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, all uh, he, his wife and their two kids all had COVID. And they got from oh, a family wow. friend. Do you know how they found out? Um, no. no. They they couldn't smell what the Rock was cooking. Hey! Oh! No! Hey! Too soon. Yeah. No, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it was funny. Bad Bad it was wow. Funny. That's, so. that's just wow. Yeah. So. If I seem insensitive to what you're going through, understand. <laughs> it's the way I am. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh but yeah. So uh, you know that. But that's uh, that was a good joke. <laughs> I gotta give it to you. Uh, you know, Curtis <laughs> is a dad. He's an actual dad telling dad jokes. Yes. <laughs> And uh, oh yeah, I got a million of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and you know, um, you know, one of my favorite dad, one of my favorite dad jokes is uh, <clears throat> about Chris Pratt. Um, somebody uh, somebody posted this, uh, you know, Star Lord, uh, Chris Pratt. Um, some some uh, somebody's dad said, I can't believe they their his parents would be so cruel to name him that. And they're like, what, Crisp Rat? <laughs> and every time I say Chris Chris Pratt's name, I just think Crisp Rat now. <laughs> I can't help thinking that. So, uh, but all right. Uh, any other any other uh, uh, news pop up this week uh, for uh, 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 pop culture whatnot? I That's something I just want to touch on real quick. Uh, sure. I'm sorry, Michelle. Did I interrupt you? No, I just I can't think of anything. Okay. Well, the, the only thing I can think of is I, I probably want to give a little, you know, our condolences to the people. Uh, I mean, that are in in the Trump Navy. Um, yeah. I've heard some bad things about. I just. Uh, you know. Well, the Antifa Antifa uh, Campbell's soup torpedoes took them down. <laughs> you know. That is so. so. It's it's not that funny. I don't want to see anybody get hurt, but it, nobody got know. hurt. <laughs> oh man, that that felt that was shot in front for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, oh yeah, yeah. That was that was uh, somebody. Uh, if anybody doesn't know, there was uh, par- parades on the water for boaters for Trump, and uh, I forget where some lake in Texas. Uh, these idiots. Um, no. didn't, yeah, I don't, it doesn't matter to me. These, these idiots, uh, were, were causing excessive wakes in the people in the bigger boats 
uh, the bigger speed boats while there were, you know, smaller boats like, you know, fishing boats and pontoon boats and things like that out there. And these idiots were racing around, zipping around in their in their bigger, you know, uh, kind of speed type boats and making the waters insanely choppy. And some of these boats got overwhelmed and they just went down. And somebody set somebody set one of the videos to the music from Titanic, that pan flute music. (laughs) 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 And once you see it, it's just I mean, but seriously, they don't even care about one another. They 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 don't understand. But uh, you know, uh, my good buddy Mort, uh, his parents uh, used to live uh, uh, on a man-made lake called Lake Tomahawk. Uh, down around uh, uh, you know where I grew up, and his his folks had a boat. It was a halfway decent speedboat, nothing that great. Uh, but you couldn't use the boat at high speeds where there were people who were swimming, or there were smaller craft, or or things like that. There was an area where you could create wakes because it was the in the middle of the lake, right? Not on the sides, not in the narrow passes, not in the shallow parts. It was on in the middle of the lake, in the deepest and widest part. And that way, when you're doing your fun little, you know, fast tubing, or you know, doing, you know, going around in circles in your boat, and you know, having fun and just opening it up, um, you, you know, the the it, because it's a wide area, those the wakes will dissipate, you know, much easier. Um, you know, and you don't race up next to other boats and, and these people, they were all so close in their boats and it's like, what? anyway, <laughs> it didn't look like it was all that big of a lake anyways. And there was too many no. boats in there to I know. begin with. Well, you know, I saw, they, they seemed like selfish people. Do you yeah. think maybe because they were Trump supporters, they might've been selfish people just it's thinking my, of my vote, boat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot of boats down here, and they they uh they speed through the canals that have no wake zones because of manatees. Yeah. And oh. yeah, so we we get them down here too. They're just they're just they're they're self absorbed hmm. douches. Yeah. <laughs> I concur. Well, they, and they they have a no port. wake. They have a no wake zone because of the manatees, or they are speeding because yes. of the manatees. No, they have a no-wing zone because of the manatees, but they don't pay attention to those signs. Manatees are protected by state law. Yeah. Oh, so. interesting. I did And also, they that. don't want the uh, sides of the canals to wash out, which most people live right on the canal, so it would yeah. wash their yeah. seawalls out, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a... My grandfather's... I mostly <clears throat> boat on the river, and it's all a no-wake zone in the... In the um, the places off the lake, you know. My grandfather's but, house uh, in Port St. Lucie was right off the canal, too. So, <clears throat> a canal, I don't know what. Yeah. Um, but uh, this is, uh, uh, gosh, what was I going to say? I had something about the, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, um, uh, the I think uh, Shane, uh, well, actually, I think uh, any war buff would would appreciate uh, the, the joke, but somebody labeled that event Dumb Kirk. <laughs> Yeah, that was this the opposite of Dunkirk. No, no, dumb, dumb, dumb as in dumb. Dumb, yes, I hardly dumb agree. As Dumkirk. <laughs> so uh, I thought that was pretty hysterical. 
So, uh, but, uh, but yeah, so, uh, there are, um, uh, yeah, I, I don't see any other, uh, any other big news coming out, but apparently there is some kind of, uh, uh, the, the Flash film is, uh, despite investigation, it says here on CBR, Ray Fisher is in deep negotiations to uh, play Cyborg in the new Flash film. But Ray Fisher, uh, there's some kind of allegations. Oh, oh. Despite the ongoing investigation to his allegations against Joss Whedon, Ray Fisher is in deep talks to appear as Cyborg in the Flash. It says, um, uh, let me see. According to Hollywood Reporter, Fisher is in deep negotiations to reprise his role as Victor Stone, a.k.a. Cyborg, for a cameo in the Scarlet Speedster solo film which is uh, scheduled to begin filming next year. Fisher previously cameoed as his character in Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. Uh, The news comes after Fisher accused Joss Whedon, who took over directorial duties of Justice League following Zack Snyder's departure uh, due to a a family tragedy, of gross, abusive, and unprofessional and completely unacceptable behavior on the set of the superhero ensemble. Um... He also alleges that Jeff Johns and John Berg enabled Whedon's behavior. So that's pretty interesting. Oh boy. I have heard Is he talking about like what what are we talking about? Bullying, sexual harassment? What is it? Yeah. Um let me see. I'm looking to see uh of uh, looking to see what what he's saying here. Um, it says, weeks later, Warner Media and Warner Brothers launched an investigation into Fisher's claims. However, the media conglomerate announced yesterday that Fisher is not cooperating with the inv- investigator it hired to look into the matter, and that Fisher failed to provide evidence to back up his claims. It also denied that the cyborg actor's later allegation that DC Films president Walter Hamada asked Fisher to relent on Johns and focus solely on Berg and Whedon. Fisher denied that he has been uncooperative and posted an email that he sent on August 26th after a meeting with the Warner Brothers investigator. He also said that uh, WB escalated the situation to new heights, but is ready to meet the challenge. Rumors regarding the cyborg appearance in The Flash uh, have been circulating since 2016. Other characters from past DC Universe films. Okay, um, that's that's just stuff. But, but so, yeah, I don't know exactly... Um, so there's allegations, but no specifics. Yeah, well, I've got another story here. Uh, so that was posted on July first. Um, let me see. Uh, I don't see anything different. That he was gross, abusive, unprofessional, and completely uh, unacceptable. That's that's um, that's it. So. Uh, and I've heard this, these kind of rumblings about Joss Whedon before from women. Um, I think Absolutely. his, ex, his ex-wife actually took him to task about, um, some of this stuff. So, uh, but I don't remember the exact shame. details of that. Yeah. Well, it's a real I shame thought, what, what he, I thought he was, an... I, yeah, I don't know. Buffy, right. He wrote Buffy, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, yeah. Dollhouse directed the Avengers, um, Firefly and uh, Dollhouse was a little creepy, but Hey, you know, um, so yeah, you know, he, he's, he's had his, so yeah, I don't know. Again, these Hollywood guys, you know, uh, we, we used to love Louis, Louis CK and then we found out about it. So, uh, rough stuff. 
But uh, anyway, well, look at that. Uh, we, we didn't have any time, any heart uh, uh, difficulty filling up that uh, segment there. Um, so, uh, yeah, if, uh, gosh, I feel like I'm talking a lot. And, and I just want to, uh, <laughs> when I come back, we're going to talk about food. We're going to talk about, uh, we're going to do some nerd talk about food that we like to have on Labor Day or other, you know, uh, holidays, whatever. What is a good way to make some food and be safe this Labor Day? We'll talk about that when we come back. And uh, let me see. I don't even know what song we're going to play. We'll just do Dracula's Magic Ring of Power because I feel like it. All right, we'll be right back with more geeky gals and guys right after this. Take a look at that!
boys and girls. Your attention, please. Presenting a new exciting radio program featuring the thrilling adventures of an amazing and incredible personality. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Paul's Memory Bank. This is Paul B., and I'd like to invite you to my show every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Radio for Humans. I'll present classic Golden Age Superman radio adventures and hand-picked old-time radio comedy episodes. Out of these clothes, it's Superman's turn now. Right now, I've got three times as many muscles as anybody else in the world. <laughs> and every one of them has a toothache. How do you manage to get into all this trouble? Oh, I don't know. I guess I just know the right people. <laughs> You'll be on the edge of your seat and laughing your head off all at once. Paul's Memory Bank, only on Radio for Humans. RadioForHumans.com Hi, everybody. This is Kenny Pick, and you're listening to Radio for Humans. All the humanity. RadioForHumans.com Everybody's bold in half at the uh, at the the voters for Trump parade. I saw this bold in half. Oh, <laughs> he was trying to sell that uh sell his product, put him back together. Anyway, excuse me, ma'am. I'm a little congested <clears throat> today, everybody. So uh, no weather change, weather change. Anyway, welcome yeah. back, uh, Michelle. Hello. Hello, I feel for you. My sinuses right. have been giving me hell all week. So. Jeepers, creepers, I'm telling you. Uh, Miles, of course, hello. Hey. Our special guest, Shane, welcome back. Hey, how's it going? And, of course, our, the one and only destroyer, Kurt. That's right. Uh, I care about you people, but uh, I know what Trump says about soldiers on Memorial Day. What do you think he'll say about the workers on Labor Day? Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I, yeah. Uh, I saw this boat in half. Let's just do that. <laughs> and, of course, Susan, welcome back to you as well, my lovely. I don't think uh, an honest day's work has happened from Trump's life, and I think his hands are soft, soft, tiny hands. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I think I have a, a clip uh, that we could use for that. Um, Feel that sweet sting of sweat in your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Buster! <laughs> Sorry, I don't know if anybody's seen that episode of Arrested Development. <laughs> I don't know what that's from. So, oh, from, yeah, I know. Arrested Development, yeah. So, lecturing the family about not working hard. So, anyway, uh, sound like anybody we know? Uh, but, yeah, so, anyway, welcome, welcome back. So, let's go around the table. Who's doing what for Labor Day tomorrow? Uh, Shane, what, what's on your agenda? Probably just going to be sitting around the house playing video games all day. I do, I do not disagree with that. So, uh, what about you, Kurt? 
Uh, I still have yet to uh, paint the rest of my house. I got a bit left to do, so it's going to be easy food. I, pulled pork is on the agenda, which is nice. is nice and simple. You take a fat pork roast and uh, sear it. Then I rub it liberally with garlic powder and ginger, a cup of coffee, and some liquid smoke. And there it sits all day while I feel the sweet, what was it, the sting of sweat in my yeah, eyes? Yeah, the- feel that sweet sting of sweat in your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, right. <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, and uh, what, Miles and Michelle? Oh, anything uh, special? Stay at home, playing the, playing the computer. Oh, watermelon. Um, stay, stay in the water. Stay, yeah, water. And uh... <laughs> no, well, I said we can always go swimming. But I said watermelon. Watermelon. Yeah, watermelon is what I said. Yes, the watermelon. Yes. So, but I think uh, we're gonna be. I don't know how much of it's left. So yeah, the watermelon. Yeah. Oh, there's still half of it left. Okay. Oh, so there we go. Yes. Um, Whoa. Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice. Sorry, my my box froze up. I take my watermelon. I like to dip it in balsamic vinegar and eat it that way. Yeah, that that probably is really good. It is. What what about if you take some pieces and and just liberally put some vodka in there and let it stay overnight, Michelle? Shazam. That's good, too. But no vodka in the house at the moment. Uh. Oh, wow. Well, so while it is fascinating, fascinating, but quite impossible. Yeah, without the vodka, we don't have vodka either, or a watermelon. Dang it! Uh, but what we do have uh, is I'm going to do an experiment tomorrow. I have my big stackable clam bake pots and a propane fueled camping stove that I use outside. And uh, last year we did two clam bakes with it. One big party, and then uh, we did a smaller clam bake for... Actually, no, we did it three times, because that's what we did for Thanksgiving. Right? Yeah. It yeah. was Franksgiving. Franksgiving, Thanksgiving yeah, and yeah. Frankenstein. So, Thanksgiving and Halloween mer- merged together is called Franksgiving in our yeah, house. Yeah, the, the, uh, the, the, uh, there were some problems with Franksgiving, though. And that was I packed too much meat in the goddamn thing. And it took forever oh, wow. to cook. Yeah, I put too much well, they, chicken in the in my, the steam my, didn't circulate as well as I wanted it to. What's that, Suze? My team members want us to have another party for my dragon boat team, but we don't know if we want to have people over, you know, that many people. Yeah. Uh, same old, same old. They're yeah. not gonna wear masks either, and I know that. Because well, they and, didn't at the bar when well, we all they're, went, so. they're not coming then. So, uh, so, <laughs> uh, all right, <laughs> you wh- just found that out. Wear a mask. Oh my god, you're a bunch of fucking losers. So, <laughs> uh, I'm kidding, your teammates are not losers, just wear masks. Um, they're wonderful people, I know, they just it, are healthy, just a joke. So, anyway. Um, uh, so tomorrow what I want to do is I want to do a, uh, you, you do a clam bake with no clams or meat and I'm doing, uh, a big stack. Uh, basically what you do is you put about a gallon of water in your bottom pot to make your stock from everything that drips down. And I'm going to be doing like corn and potatoes and carrots and celery and squash, cabbage, and uh, some Brussels sprouts, and I had a few green beans left, uh, and of course I'm going to put onions and celery and carrots on the bottom. So we're we're going to basically make a minestrone stock with this thing, 
and then, you know, feast on all the steamed vegetables when it's done. And of course, I'm going to season it, throw garlic cloves and butter, roll things in olive oil and coat them in seasoning and stuff like that. So it's going to be a flavorful steam stew, as it were. And um, and uh, that's basically for my friends, Matt and Melissa, because they're vegetarian and I, I want them to be able to partake in the joys of using these outdoor steam pots. And, uh, you know, because that broth in the bottom, you know, if you use chicken and clams, it's delicious. But the, what the corn and the vegetables and everything, because I put like red peppers in it and stuff, you know, I mean, seriously, there's going to be like so much different produce in this thing. I bought everything that I thought could withstand being steamed at a really high temperature for a long time, you know, for like an hour. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so we're going to try that and see how it all comes out, you know. Right on. It's always good to sit outside and smoke a bunch of stuff or um, steam and smoke steam a bunch of stuff. <laughs> or um, you can smoke a bunch of stuff and steam a bunch of stuff. Well, we also we've true. grilled. We used to just sit out back and grill a bunch and just waste yeah. time. So that's always brats fun. on the on the grill, uh, brats on the BBQ. Oh, stewing in beer uh you know all that fun stuff but now i just thought it would be a fun fun thing because you know my friends matt and melissa you know they vegetarians and you know it, it, i i felt bad because they came to our our you know we did the the one clam bake that him and his folks came to uh, and melissa came to um but i'm like they're like he's like melissa's not gonna eat anything that was steamed with meat because apparently she doesn't want the steam of the animals in the vegetables, which I get. Whatever. Um, it's not like the meat was touching it. It was in a separate pot. But still, I respect that. So I wanted to, you know, and I basically said, well, you can do anything you want on the grill. <laughs> and and I had, uh, like, you know, portobello mushroom caps for him to, to grill and stuff like that, too. So, um, but, you know, I thought it, it would just be nice to share in the joy. So we're going to do a test run on this and then probably have them over for a social distant mask wearing, uh, or, you know, event around our fire pit or something. So, cause we have more than enough room that we can spread out back there and, you know, one couple can sit on one side, the other can sit on the other, whatever. So, uh, so yeah, I'm going to do a test run for that and see what happens. And, uh, Sounds any, cool. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, I feel like ditching the rest of my painting and crashing your party. Well, there you go. Um, uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you, Kurt, we've never uh, talked too much about cooking, and I know you you, uh, you are quite the cook. Uh, I've had some of your delicious foods before, and, of course, oh, your lovely you. wife Cheryl's cooking as well, and your family members, because I think a, a bunch of people brought things. To, yeah, to I that, call my so. kitchen the room where the magic happens. Yeah, and wow, the counter space. Uh, that was like, God, <laughs> I want this counter space in my life. Um, I'm spoiled rotten. You are, you are, but uh, but what? But a good cook. So I got to say, uh, what are some of your favorite go-to seasonings for doing? Uh, you know, uh, let's say stews or soups, or you know, if if you're, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, definitely, like fresh herbs are a bonus. Like I, yeah. Really, only in the last couple of years have I I started doing that, and. I cheated for a long time mm -hmm. with the just the jar minced garlic. I was a fool. I am sorry. And I, I, okay. I recently I learned. Forgive you. Yeah, I recently learned about selecting garlic as well. Like I would just grab what's ever in my produce section. Mm -hmm. uh, but somebody clued me in that you if if it the 
the bottoms of them are smooth. They're going to be less flavorful because of where they come from. You want to kind of see the root uh, activity at the bottom. Ah. Uh, because that, that means that they're locally sourced and they're likely fresher. So yeah. I, I'm learning. Those are they're the two little key points that I have tonight. Very nice. I like that. But, yeah, I, I got some fresh garlic cloves to throw in there. I think, do we still have time growing outside, Suze? Uh, time is about gone, really. Mm. I mean, I've, I've looked for it for some reason. I think it got bullied over by other yeah. things. But I, I could look and We might have over-harvested, too. So, but, uh, but yeah, so that, that's kind of what we're doing. And, you know, I always love talking about cooking and stuff like that. And, you know, it's, it's one of my passions. Uh, and, uh, but yeah, you can't go wrong with that fresh. Uh, we have some fresh basil. I don't know if that would really go well in there, but it is going to be for a minestrone, the, the base. So maybe, maybe some basil on the bottom. <laughs> I saw a movie called that once. <laughs> uh, uh, and it it was the sequel to uh, Devil's Reign. Thomas! God damn you! Uh, not really. But yeah. So, is that on Pornhub? Uh, yeah. <laughs> corn, corn, corn cob? <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, uh, but no, you're, you're that one party we went to at the compound and, you know, seriously, Kurt has like the party digs to, uh, end all party digs. I resent the fact that some people call it a man cave. I'm like, this is for everybody. This isn't my yeah. little retreat away from my life. I've created my entire home. You know what I mean? As a testimony to fun. So this room's no different than anywhere else. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, but no, I mean, it, it, just a beautiful setup in there. But that was that was really a, a, that was a, your son's graduation party we were at. Yeah. So tons of fun. But uh, but yeah. So um, you, you, uh, what game are you going to be playing tomorrow, Shane? Well, I got the new um, Iron Harvest the other day, hmm. and I've been trying to get through it or you know start it. Yeah. I've uh, been getting my ass whooped on a lot in it. <laughs> Uh, well, tell us a little, a uh, little about the game. What's it? Uh... Um, it's an alternate history, uh, nineteen twenty, where they actually have it's um uh, called diesel punk. It's where okay. they have giant robots fighting in Europe. Oh, um, okay. The three factions are um, Polandia, which is Poland, mm -hmm. um, Russia, <laughs> which is the Russian Empire, yeah. and saxony which are the germans okay. and each un each country has its giant robots that are fighting each other and pretty much poland is well getting stomped on by the two russia and uh germany which pretty much always happened yeah <laughs> yeah so uh, uh go ahead it's a uh, rts oh okay game. uh, uh real-time streaming Strategy. Strategy. Strat Real-time strategy. I'm sorry. Yeah. But, uh, you, you know, you build units, you send them out, you try to keep uh, oil fields and uh, iron mines. And then while you build, you know, your infantry and then up to, you know, your mechs, mm -hmm. you know, and then send them out to fight the other guy. Nice. All right. Well, uh, and it's sounds... pretty in-depth um, storyline from what I've been reading about it. Yeah. You know, this is just before the um, 
Russian Revolution. So you're starting to see a lot of the discontent amongst the peasants for okay. the aristocracy of Russia and has a lot of the discontent in Germany with the uh, aristocracy. Just give them more vodka. Yeah, that's, yeah, <laughs> pretty much just, and, but there's a lot of, you know, the Tesla um, electrical stuff, you know, oh, yeah, weapons yeah. and stuff. Nice. It's nice. very fanciful, but it's, you know, it's kind of cool. Well, yeah, like you, you'll have stuff. to, you'll have to give us a review uh, later after you've gotten more into the world there. Yeah, so, it's just that I'm also kind of bad at real-time strategy games, too. Well, I'm bad at a lot of games, so don't you worry. You're in good company, my good friend. Um, yeah, I'll be uh, sitting there focused on one spot, and it's like, oh, that's kind of cool. That's really neat. Oh, crap, there's all the army over there. Damn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're running over my base now. <laughs> oh, they're running oh. over me. Well, poo. Yeah. <laughs> it, you know, it's that damn Corvus again. Corvus! God damn you! <laughs> and that's why I have pushed to talk whenever I play games like that. Oh. Usually when I get killed, it's like I go mute and it's like five minutes of cussing and screaming and then come back. Hi, how are you doing? <laughs> yeah. And then, then you're like, ah, shuck it, ducky. Pretty much. Rest but, in uh, peace, Herman King. <clears throat> yes, rest in peace, Herman King. You deserved better friends. Uh, and, uh, so, uh, Miles and Michelle, you're going to be doing some gaming tomorrow too? Oh yeah. Yeah, most likely. Um, yeah. it's too hot to barbecue. Oh no, yeah, I understand. I understand that. You're, yeah. you're, we're, our seasons are just now changing and I know you guys don't get that, uh, nope. luxury. No. So no, it starts to change around October. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. It's exactly. been getting later and later. October it's been getting later and later. Tolerable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we just had our first night of, oh, that could almost be um, described as crispy. You know, yeah. like it wasn't so dang hot. You you turned and tossed all night. It yeah. was just a little cuddly. Like when a cat comes up to you and tries to cuddle you, you're like, oh, look at you, you warm, sweet creature, instead of, get away from me, you sweaty weirdo. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yes. And, and not only that, too, when you, it's, it's, it hasn't been uh, so bad that you get in the car and you're just like, oh, my God, you know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Just leave the door no. open until you start it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's annoying. Oh, you slide into oh. it on your uh, leather seats and get third degree burns. <laughs> oh, yeah, boy. you know we've never had leather seats before, and it's it's a first time. And this, I'm kind of scared. So I'm. Yeah. I think I'm gonna Im just immediately go get some covers, some seat yeah. covers. What do you think? Oh, I, think I would recommend good. that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Leopard. It's the worst, yeah. man. I used to work third shift, and I would work out at the YMCA after work, either before work, you know, when I went to first. So mm -hmm. then you would work out, go straight to work with your gym bag in your car, and uh, it sat there all day that first day, and I went to jump in my car to leave, and the <laughs> inside of my car was the worst smell pot. Like, I wanted to set my car on fire and run away. Yeah. No, I've yeah. got to get in there and just drive home like this is normal. Oh, yeah. man. Oh, well, when I was when I was skating with roller derby, there were like some people that would always leave their um like after practice, they would leave their skates in the car 
in a bag. <laughs> so they would take their skates and and um their knee pads. And the knee pad has a special sweaty stank that is so nasty. And you got to air those out. You know, like it's worse than oh. hockey people in a way. Well, because I remember. Because at least hockey people, yeah. they, they have, um, you know, ice and stuff. So they would just leave those stinky knee pads in the car and oh. they would marinate. You don't even and, know the smell of those things because I, I they're I, nasty. I, when I was because uh, I was a roller derby announcer while, uh, for a while while Susan was in derby, and uh, I was like the carnival barker because I'm like, what do they do again? What's I don't know sports. Just let me say <laughs> people's names and give prizes away, um, and that's what I did. I was like a game show host, but uh, but I would be you know we'd be backstage at the uh, uh, what place was that the the big venue the Q, the, well it wasn't the Q, no no it was, no, no. Um, it's uh it's the one near campus the wolstein center the wolstein center. center yeah oh, you guys rode so, the wolstein center it's awesome oh yeah yeah, yeah we saw duran duran there before um <laughs> and uh and i was like i'm standing where simon the bond stood look at me i'm in his dressing room and um <laughs> and but when i would go back to the dressing room and like the lounge and everything in the back and they would oh my god they get qdoba catered it was so good um, good Mexican food. And, um, they, uh, but yeah, when I would walk past like the locker room or, or some of the skaters would walk past me with their bags going in, I'm like, Oh my God, that smell. It is yeah. horrible <laughs> to think that that is what happens from the, the smell that's, ex, ex, you know, the excreted from your elbows and your knees. <laughs> yeah, it is. You know, but you know like, what the, the thing is, like I'm, I'm like anything else. Dry them out. If you dry them out between practices, and then you would do like a soak on bleach one day, and then wash them, and then you know soak them in vinegar. Yeah. All these weird things you could do that would work, you know, to keep the scent out. But some people just didn't do that. They just left them in their cars, and it's like, oh, jeez. Yeah, that's nasty. Hey, hey, it's chemical warfare. It gave them an edge against the other players. Well, yeah. I guess so. I it guess really so. kind of did. Yeah, I used to uh, <laughs> do uh, medieval fighting, and I wore heavy leather armor, you know, a chest piece. Yeah, mm -hmm. and yeah, there's no get. And here in you know South Florida in summer, you sweat a lot, and that would <laughs> take on an all new type of funky smell after a while. I'm sure. I'm Turn sure. Turn into the Geeky Guys and Gals podcast now in Smell-O-Vision. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's the, that's. People yeah. stink. Yeah. So, anyway, um, well, I think that deserves a big chuck in the little <laughs> <laughs> All right. So unless anybody has any more fun to add to the body uh, body odor story here, I think we're probably going to have to take a break and get ready to come back and play. Whoa, what is it? It's called the Monster Match Game. Yes. Right. So, yeah, uh, we're going to do a little trivia. We get The rules will be a little bit different since uh, Shane is here. Curtis will explain That's it all right, Shane. after the break. Hey. So it's going to be fun. But uh, all right, here we go. The bat rocket is about to explode into action. Robin and I will take care of it. 
Within seconds, the bat rocket explodes into action. starts in three minutes. starts in two minutes. Show starts in one minute.
now, on with the show. The Death Star plans are not in the main computer. Now for something completely different. What year is this? For your own safety, please keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times. Set your phasers to stun, your sonic screwdrivers to analyze mode, and keep your towels handy. It's time to let your inner nerd come out and play. And they mostly come at night. Mostly. This is Geeky Gals and Guys. With Michelle and Miles. Trace the call. It's coming from inside the house. The Suze and Kenny. Don't get goofy on me. And some guy named Curtis. Who is he? What is he? Where does he come from? This is a party I would go to. Okay, great. And now it's time for Geeky Gals and Guys. Take it away, gang. Ah, uh, it ducky. Yes. You guys ready to play? Oh, yeah. It's going to be fun. All right. Right up. Suze, you ready to play? All right. Yes. Maybe. Sorry yeah, about that. Muting. That's okay. System. I thought I was unmuted. You got it. All right, uh, Michelle, you ready to get your game on? I am ready, raring to go. All right. I Let's think I heard. I, uh, I think I heard from Miles and, and Shane there too. So definitely, this is going to be very exciting. And Curtis, of course. Uh, remind everybody of the name of the game before I play the jingle. It is Monster Match Game. And he'll explain right after this. Don't look now, but here comes the Monster Match Game with Cousin Curtis. What are you laughing about, you buffoon? This is a very serious competition. They might draw blood. Oh, I'd hate to see that happen. I'd be all in stitches. (laughs) Here we go. It's the Monster Match Game. Take it away, Curtis. All right. Get ready to match the geeks as we play the Dungeons & Dragons No Money Monster Match Game! (laughs) Yes. And I believe we have, uh, since we have a celebrity guest with us tonight, Curtis, the rules have slightly changed. Yeah, the rules have changed slightly because last week uh, it it was kind of lopsided in that way because it did kind of favor uh, the couple that knew Dungeons & Dragons the best. And I wanted to make this game a little yeah, <laughs> I wanted to make this game a level playing field. So right. this week we're going to retool it and uh, make sure that this is going to be uh, a little more fair. So what we're going to do is, thanks to our uh, special guest Shane tonight, who will indeed be the celebrity guest on this uh, installment of Monster Match Game. Yeah, uh, Shane, thank you. Welcome aboard. <laughs> and. Uh, do you do you have a uh, obviously you said you were in a LARP group, so I imagine you have a fair smattering of D and D knowledge, correct? Oh yeah. I played okay. when it was D and D. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Instead of, instead of breaking this up into teams, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. everybody is gonna be competing. The Ken, Suze, Miles, and Michelle are gonna be competing against each other. So uh, I'm going to give you a fill in the blank and it will be of a naughty nature, maybe possibly. And uh, each of you are going to 
form your own answer to that. And then we're going to see what Shane comes up with and if you can match those answers. And you will each score points individually based on that criteria. How's that sound? Are we ready to play? I think so. Yeah, sure. All right. Here is your first fill in the blank question. Don't show anybody your answers. Okay. Tangle with a blank, and you might have a sticky white mess on your hands. (laughs) This music is perfect. (laughs) I have to tell you guys, growing up as a kid in the 70s, it was my dream, and uh, yeah, the guidance counselor didn't have much for me when I told him that I wanted to grow up to be a game show host like Chuck Barris. So uh, (laughs) this... This is this closest I've ever gotten. So yeah, living All my right. dream. Are we trying for funny answers, or are we trying for accurate answers? Um, you know what? You're gonna write down your answer, and if okay. it matches Shane's, that's that's all that it matters. So yeah, you're gonna have kind of a comp- like. I I I wonder if he'll say this because I know that uh, I would say to be this monster, but you just never know. I'm actually having a mental block. I'm I'm, I'm gonna. I'm going to spend a time token. <laughs> All right. Tangle with this sticky white mess. That's right. Tangle with a blank, and you might have a sticky white mess on your hands. All right. I will start uh, with Ken. What did you, <laughs> what did you come up with? I uh, chose gooey ghost. <laughs> Yes. I like it. <laughs> then do I have to say what I would cho- what I chose? Yeah, Suze, what'd you okay. come up with? I I was close. I said the Oozinator. <laughs> from the 90s. There's from a really the 90s inappropriate child story. Yeah. That I know Ken is is avail is aware of, but I'm yes, not sure. Yes, it was a t- it was a, like so. a squirt gun that shot sticky white bio ooze. But anyway, so you you it had the, really was awesome. Yeah. In the okay. 90s. Michelle, back in the 90s. Oh, what dark times those were. Yeah. Uh, they were. <laughs> Michelle. Well, since Shane's... I chose Succubus. Succubus. All right. Because, you know, you tangle with a succubus, you might get sticky white goo everywhere. That's right. My... You should see all this. <laughs> That's... Sure Corvus knows all, all right. about that. So I, I do have an answer, but I'll, uh, kudos to you on your question, because... You're stumping me. So my answer, mm-hmm. the only thing I can even come close to thinking of with this is the Arctic variant of the black pudding, which is the white pudding. <laughs> Obscure. Yeah. I, I got nothing else. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right. And our special guest tonight, Shane, what did you come up with? Uh, Driders. That is was either yeah i was thinking uh drider edder cap but drider first and foremost so uh zero points scored this round but excellent answer but is it a is it a supernatural being uh somewhat they're an abomination aberration yeah it's an aberration uh they are failed drow they're cursed uh by their society so they couldn't be a gooey ghost (laughs) all right i was fighting for that one to the next question 
All right, let's go. Here yep. we go. That fairy dragon blanked my face. That fairy dragon blanked my face. Right? Yeah. Okay. All right. I got my answer. I got my answer. I hope our studio audience is enjoying this. I said tonight. I'm sure they a are. Screw your job. Tomorrow is Labor Day, so I just want you to know that money is fake, society isn't natural, and the sun is going to explode. So enjoy your day off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Uh. On to the answers. Uh, Miles, I gave you time last time. How, how are you? All right, no time there? this time, huh? All right, my answer is color spray. Boom! Color spray. Excellent answer. And uh, all the way up there in Cleveland, Ken, what'd you come up with? Charmed. <laughs> Charmed my face. I don't know what fairy dragons do. I figured maybe they could charm your face and people will fall in love with you or something. I don't know. Uh, it, it's possible. They are cute. Um, <laughs> it's true. We're heading all the way down to Port St. Lucie to uh, Michelle. What did you come up with? Mine's more of a match game 76 answer. Licked my face. <laughs> they are uh, puckish, uh, sprightly little uh, devils. Yeah, they might yes, just they lick your face. Yes, they are, because uh, my, in my latest incarnation of my D&D game, um, they had to deal with fairy dragons. And boy, were they annoying. <laughs> you are the best DM, Michelle. If you threw yeah. fairy dragons at your players, you're creating memories with them. They will well, be retelling over and over again. Well, they ended up bribing them with candy. <laughs> that, that should work. Yeah, absolutely. It does. I paid him off in Charms Blow Pops. Um, uh, Suze? I think a fairy dragon would kiss your face. Uh, it, it so I'm mine. close to Ken, but... I'm having candy for dinner! Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and on to our celebrity guest tonight. Shane, what did you come up with? Um... Polymorph. <laughs> okay. Second round. An excellent answer that powerful little devils may just be able to polymorph you into something funny. <laughs> Again, zero points. Guard that round. And we're moving on. Yeah, it's to still. The next question. All right. I'm going to get this. Here we go. Although she was naked, it was the harpy's blank that lured me in. Hmm. Although she was naked, it was the harpies blank that lured me in. All right, I got my answer for my fucking panel work. What? Why? <laughs> you know uh, who I blame? Uh, well, the I'd blame. I, I could. I could blame him as well if I had. If I wasn't trying to get the doggone pen going. But, yes, I blame Corbus. Corbus! God damn you! Yep. Alright, I have my answer, though. Alright, Kent, let's let's see what you got. I said charisma, Curtis. Charisma! They are charming in their own way. Suze! Tell me, I, what did you come up with? 
thinking like Ken, and I said boobs. Oh! <laughs> boobs. I try they, to keep it they clean. They do lack a brassiere in every single piece of uh, fantasy do. art I've ever seen. Harpies. And that's one to grow on. I mean, it's probably due to the fact that, like, you'd have to have the garment altered to include wings. You know what I mean? They're just start good brassiers anyway that would fit over Are you that, saying there or... aren't really good tailors in fantasy land? Not in a harpy cave. It's a scary place with bones and, they, you know, I mean, they yeah. can't just roll over to TJ Maxx and pick up a bikinis that can cross your heart bra. And isn't there, aren't there harpies in, um... Ooh. Cincinnati. The last, the last <laughs> unicorn. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think yeah. I think there is a harpy in the last yeah. unicorn, yeah. and she was one of the people in the carnival. It's yeah. got boobs. So got boobs. more answers. Totally more, more answers. I think we need. Miles. I just said song. Song. Excellent choice. They do indeed lure those sailors with their song, Michelle. I said song as well, because harpies are not the prettiest creatures in the world. <laughs> they are the hive mind, well-schooled in their monster manuals. That's right, song. And so we throw to our celebrity guest, Shane. Shane, tell us, what's your answer? I was going to have to go with song myself. Ding, 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 ding. We have two points scored. Wow. Wow. <gasps> and I was... Wrong! Yeah. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, but I, you know, you know, right. I, I thought it would, no, never mind. Do, do they have high charisma for luring people in the way they do? There's, their song is a supernatural ability. I, okay. I don't know that it's charisma based. I, I, I will defer You're to. You're talking about sirens, right? Sirens. No, no, no. No, no harpies. harpies have their own, yeah, yeah. They, they have their yeah. own ability to. Sirens also can lure with some. Yeah. Harpies right. have that, yes. Both of, both yeah. of them have that. It's power. like the, harp yeah. Harpies need the that. lure. The harpies I, need the lure because they are not pretty creatures, usually. Usually they're pretty, uh, pretty fugly. Yeah. <laughs> Except for their boobs. Their boobs are good. good. Not well, really. They usually reach their navel, so. They're <laughs> Okay. My goodness. We're not body shaming here, but yeah, harpies are really oh, <laughs> Harpies are <laughs> Harpy breasts are <laughs> Yeah, imagine that scene in the shining with wings, you know? Um, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> on to the next question. Where this and that's one to grow on. Yeah, we're going to make it weird. Here's the here, uh, question number four tonight. Here we go. The Minotaur's breath escaped with a gasp under the strain of Evard's black blank. Oh. Evard's? Evard's, yes. Evard's, yeah. It's the name of a mage. I'm going to say this again. The Minotaur's breath escaped with a gasp under the strain of Evard's black blank. All right, I have an answer. Oh, here we go. I'm going to go ahead because he was the first one to claim he was oh, done. I, 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 Ken in Cleveland, tell me. What'd you come up with? Magic. You know what? I said spell. So 
I think that's close. That who do that you do? Spell that I said that you do so well. So well. Um, Miles, what did you come up with? I'm gonna go a little more hentai-ish and just say tentacles because everybody loves tentacles. <laughs> now, I have a feeling not this a foregone conclusion, but Michelle, what did you answer? And how far off was it from Miles? Wandering kid all the way. Tentacles. <laughs> okay. Oh, you know wandering kid. Hey. <laughs> Curtis knows right. wandering kid. Wow, his wow, that kicks him up. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know where I was at before, but if I came out of the basement now that I've got a point, all right. Uh, we'll throw to our special guest tonight. Shane, what did you come up with? Uh, the intrusive black tentacles of Everett. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he got Did tentacles. That... That's two more points scored. Tentacles, and, of course, was, was the correct answer because uh, Everard's black, or Everd, as you said, uh, Black Tentacles is a famous spell that famous. is an area effect that works wonders. Uh, every one of my spell casters took it if it was available to them. I, I, I love that spell. And um, Shane's was a little, Shane's, um, the, the Everett's Black Tentacles of Intrusion or Intrusion. It's it's a nod to the, the, order, the, of the stick. order of the stick, yep. the, the whatever, the Tentacles of Forced Intrusion. Yes. Spiked, spiked forced Tentacles intrusion. Yeah. of Forced Intrusion. Yes. Now go to that voodoo <laughs> that you do. I love the crescendo of that note. It is so awesome. Mm -hmm. That was Harvey Corman, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah. Legend. What was it from? Blazing Saddles. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. Two more points there, huh? Right. That's two more points scored. But, like, uh, Miles and Michelle are neck and neck, which is now they're competing against each other. So, hopefully, uh, this fifth and final question tonight will uh, we'll, we'll also be on a hentai level. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Here we go. <laughs> I realized all too late as I reached for the witch's chest that it was a blank. Oh. I realized all too late as I reached for the witch's chest that it was a blank. I have an answer. I have an answer. Yep. Well, all right. I'm ready. Here we go. Michelle? What did you get? Uh, one of the favorite, one of the most iconic D and D D and D creatures, a mimic. Mimic. That's why I married her. <laughs> <laughs> and and Miles, was your answer far off? No, no, not at all. M mimic, <laughs> totally mimic. Yeah. And mimic. Okay. Suze, tell us. I guess oh. an illusion. An illusion. That works too. Ken, did you use your illusion? I said trap. Trap? It's a trap! Aha! Well, let's go to our celebrity. Shane, one more time tonight. What did you come up with on that 
I was going to go with Mimic as well. Oh! I was, I was, I thought for most of the moment, Shane would, would, would have just got confused by the context of the question, a witch's chest, and he was answer would have been something like prosthetic breasts. <laughs> yeah, oh, I thought somebody yeah. would do that, yeah. Yeah, I gotta say, the only naughty answer tonight was Susan with boobs, so I, I, I will give you an honorary point tonight on that, <laughs> for sure. You can score an points in this point. game. Yeah, an Ma honorary Ma point. Make the uh, host of the game laugh. There yeah. you go. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Your, your cousin appreciates it. Because I was going to be, you know, prudish and say her eyes, but I was like, come on. <laughs> We're all adults here. Let's That's go, boo. Virtue signaling male answer. I think the most attractive part of woman is her eyes. Nice. Is there, uh, is there a tiebreaker <laughs> question? So. Michelle and I are so wow. What can we break the tie on? Yeah, it'd be hard. She's more of the role play. I'm more of the tactics and strategy of the game. So I mean, mm. well, we need a tiebreaker question. So I will come up with something for we each. Cover our own weaknesses. Penis. All right. No. <laughs> Damn it! I was slow. When we had the, the what would cover you with white fluid instead of the oozinator, I almost said penis, but you know. Oh man! Yeah. Correct answer. Nobody you would have gotten it. an actual point for that. <laughs> um, here's the tiebreaker for that. Um, as I crept up behind the goblin, he surprised me by pulling a blank out of his trousers. As I crept up behind the goblin, he surprised me by pulling a blank out of his trousers. Anybody? All right, uh... for the tiebreaker question tonight, let's go to Ken in Cleveland. Oh, uh, oh, no, I'm not in it. This is just All Miles right. and Michelle. Bet between Michelle oh. and there. Right. An answer. Sure yeah. enough, we could curtail that. I was just curious to see what your answer would be. Oh, what my answer might have been. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, I'll say a dagger. Then, yeah, I was going to say he carefully pulled out a sharp, pointy dagger. <laughs> Did you finally or, landed on the same answer? Um, I know. When so, I... way down in Florida, Miles, tell us what did you come up with? Uh, Tanglefoot bag was mine. Tanglefoot bag. Okay. I, that's all I can think of. Other than that, or grenade. That's one. that's an awful big sack to have in your trousers for sure. But uh, <laughs> Michelle, what did you come up with? Yeah, I would have been dagger too. They use so many different types of weapons. They have so many different things they could do. It's, I went more trappish. Yeah. You know, nasty little creatures. Um, and Shane. How did I'm you fare? I just think a dagger. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and Michelle pulls ahead with dagger. Tonight's champion, Michelle, the winner Yay! of tonight's installment of the Yay! Monster Match Game. Excellent. Congratulations, I Michelle. Found, finally found some use for that 40 plus years of gaming, huh? <laughs> <That's paying off. laughs> and in honor, in honor of your winning, 
we'll hear this again. Now go to that voodoo that you do. There you go. That's your prize. So, what would what what was your answer for the? What I was actually going for was the fact that uh, goblins uh, they love and fairy dragon. (laughs) Oh, the fairy dragon. Uh, I, I didn't have an answer for a fairy oh. dragon because I knew they were they were capricious little spirits. And oh. I, I was like, all right, here's the wild card. Let's oh, see what okay. they come up with. Mm. Uh, but uh, as far as the goblin went, uh, what I was going for is goblins have an affinity for rats. They love them. They keep them as pets. They uh, raise them. They're, oh, oh yeah. that's true. They name so them Ben. What... Willard. <laughs> There's also a special boost. It's Michael Jackson's birthday, everybody. Yeah, it is. Oh no! Is it? There's more of a a newer thing. He would have been 62. It's more of a newer thing with goblins nowadays. They have. They also have goblin dogs. Oh god, yeah. Which are these these shedding these these dogs that have no fur? They're mangy and they shed. uh, They shed their skin cells, and it's like it's it's an area attack almost. If you touch them, you can get you can get sick from them. It's really those ugly dogs, like like those ugly dogs. They probably have underbites and. Yes, yes. These are going to be jacked up looking dogs, man, for sure. Chupacabra. Yeah, kind of chupacabra. But with hair that flies off and gets in your nose and your eyes and. Oh, nasty goblin dogs! They're nasty. Are they like Hulk dogs, only godly? <laughs> remember, the, remember the Hulk dogs? No. I love Hulk dogs so much. I, I actually love that you movie. You did? Oh, really? Yeah. Our, our, our friends, we just made fun of the Hulk dogs for years. Yeah. You know, we were just like, the Hulk dogs, what? I did not see that coming. Anyway, I, there's a few minutes yeah. left in this segment, and I want to take it up by talking about something real quick. Uh it, it, again, Miles, you've inspired me. So it's hard to find things that uh, it, it feel good in the news and, and whatever uh, in these times. But I came across something that uh, made me feel really good because it gave me something constructive to do. Uh, and that is uh, Mark Mothersbaugh, Ohio native and uh, member of the amazing band Devo. Oh, uh, yes. Which, uh, thank goodness for that band. God. Um He's doing a thing called Postcards for Democracy. And oh. uh, what he's doing here is, uh, you know, we're, uh, it's a demonstration to support the 225-year-old U.S. Postal Service and the right to vote. So uh, you just need to buy some stamps, you know, 35 cents for postcards, and uh, make a postcard or recycle somebody else's, you know. Get creative nice. when you do it. And uh, mail it to... Uh, is address there at uh, 8760 Sunset Boulevard, West Hollywood, California. Uh, I, I will put a link in the chat room. Matter of fact, what I'm going to do nice. right now is show you mine. I'm going to put my postcard that I put up there that I made out of uh, a six-pack of delicious Great Lakes beer that I'm enjoying tonight. Very cool. And... Uh, and, you know, it, in the light of threat to our Postal Service at a time that could jeopardize the democracy of the country, uh, you know, he's asking you to join forces for this collective postcard art demonstration. And uh, they, they're posting it. the pictures of uh, your art, uh, your postcard that you're standing on his, on the website. So uh, 
just go to www.poststartfordemocracy.com and you'll get all the instructions that you need uh, for that. And there's there's the back of mine if you need the address. Nice. Oh, God. My goblin dog hey, is goblin dogs. Uh, they are a little Hulk. But that's doggish. all I got to say about. No, that. that's great. That's great. Actually, you know what? I have uh, I have a Bill Clinton postcard. It's it's like a it's like an early collage, you know, before Photoshop or whatever. But it, it's I like this shirtless. It, it's this shirtless guy in in coveralls with Bill Clinton's face superimposed on it, and it says Mister Arkansas. And he's like stretching his arms and holding a beam in a barn. So. Uh, <laughs> I'll send that. <laughs> I'm sure I'll enjoy that. For sure. It's from like 20 years ago. It's ridiculous. So, but anyway, that's good. Because you know we keep things around here. I like. I have a small postcard collection. I enjoy them. Anyway, we're gonna go to the break. When we come back, uh, we're just gonna. Well, we're gonna talk about whatever else anybody else wants to talk about here before we give the final hour of the show to Miles and Shane for some war talk. And, uh, yeah, so let's go ahead and get yourself a refill, use the potty, get a snack. Nobody's stopping you. Yeah, we'll be right back. I beg your pardon, sir, but do you know what he's talking about?
I could kiss you in the mouth. In a time of fear and suspicion, you choose to admit your crimes before man and God. His coming was foretold. Now, he is here. You know the signs. You are bewitched. He has the face of an angel. Channel me a spirit. The charm of the devil. Hear me when I say he's evil. Evil absolute. And the powers of a god. <laughs> Satan also has one son. For you are the first to have laid eyes upon the new Messiah. Now, an enemy from his past. Who appointed you executioner? And a girl from the present. You know what he's capable of. Next time he's gonna kill me. I'll not let him harm you are the only hope for the future. This is the terrifying adventure that could set the world on fire. Warlock. Don't miss Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, live every Tuesday and Friday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, only on Radio for Humans. Radioforhumans.com Represent Earth's best, then. Of course, little man. You. That was uh, Richie Cunningham's little brother, Clint Howard. <laughs> it was it, it, it wasn't his voice though. You know, from Star Trek. Clint Howard. Really? He was he did all kinds of crazy movies. Anyway, welcome back to the show, geeky gals and guys. Uh, for September 6, 2020. Curtis, welcome back. A game well played. Fun. Oh, shucky ducky. Oh, hey, I'm yes. telling you, if you see James Woods trending on Twitter, ignore it. I will. <laughs> He's an idiot. I can't remember who said it, but he is this Scott Bayo of Dean Cain's. Has anyone seen their career? Can we send fucking Dog the Bounty Hunter or somebody after it? Like what Seriously? Why like, <laughs> are they relevant? <laughs> Thank you, big Chuck and Little John. Uh yeah. and Shane, welcome back to you as well. Thank you. Glad to be back. Yeah. And of course, Michelle, hello. Tranya for everyone. Yeah, Tranya. Tranya. Yeah, exactly. Tranya. It's not bad. So. It's not bad. <laughs> Welcome back, Suze. <laughs> yeah, don't don't tease me like that. If you got it, I want a shot. That Hand over the good. Tranya. Yeah. 
So I only had it a couple times, and the person that gave it to me was like, "Oh, you like it? I'll give you another shot." I'm like, "Thank you. I love you." <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, the uh, uh, and it, you know, funny. My favorite uh, uh, sketch comedy show of all time, Mr. Show, did a takeoff on that Tranya scene in one of their episodes. It's really funny. I'll try and find a video of that and uh, share it with you guys later, but. Yeah, in the interim, though, uh, we're we're back, and uh, we're about to get into, uh, well, I, I wanted to take the opportunity to see if Miles had any uh, good news stories he wanted to share, or uh, there is some good news that you could expound upon, I'm sure. Um, I was, I do, I, well, good takes on news, I guess I could say. Good evening. For parts of North America, the forces of darkness ruled in daylight. Nope, 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 nope. But not me. I take bad news badly. I don't want to hear any bad news. Good news, everyone. Yep, 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 yep. Ah, thanks. I needed that. All right. What's up tonight, Miles? Um. It, it actually falls back to because um, uh, you know things came up. I didn't have time to discuss them in the previous shows, but I did want to discuss it. So the thing I'm going to mention is about the um, Massachusetts Democratic primary for senator. Mm-hmm. So there is there were two people running. One was a Kennedy, and everyone knows the name Kennedy. That's a a um, practically you know royalty in america and then there's the incumbent his name's marky and nancy our our friend zelda mcgregor is uh worked on his campaign and helped uh, get ed she's she's in the chat room yeah yes who zelda who yeah Yeah. so um that was being funny uh, i'm not a funny guy mcgregor So, it turns out that um, Nancy Pelosi endorsed not the incumbent, but the challenger to the incumbent. Yes. Because Mark is currently the incumbent. And so, the the reason I'm concerned is good. Um, now... Not everyone may share my opinions on this, and that's fine. We are all each entitled to their own opinions. But I happen to be the type of person that's not a big fan of money in politics. I think money in politics is a problem that will fix so many other problems we have. So anyway, I am a big proponent of taking money out of politics. So yeah, um, the the thing is that. Markey is the considered to be the more progressive candidate, like uh, along the lines of Bernie or AOC and, yeah. and Warren. Oh, and that absolutely, kind of thing. Yeah. He's very green, Green New Deal, all that. He is big on that. And Kennedy, not so much. He's from the House. And so when Pelosi endorsed Kennedy, uh, th- something happened called, <laughs> I'm not making this up, it's what I heard. The Pelosi thump. Oh no! <laughs> uh, it's it's sort of like you know how you've heard when Obama does something that you get the Obama bump. You know it yeah. makes your polls go up. Yeah, it didn't work out for Kennedy. Okay. Literally, sh- Pelosi endorsed Kennedy, and money flowed. This is money from people 
Now, yeah. corporations flowed into Markey's campaign. I mean, so my good take on this is how the corporatist side of the party lost. It, it just, it made me feel good. Maybe Pelosi, I, I know, maybe Pelosi thought doing that would, maybe she thought if she endorsed Markey, it would be a bad idea because maybe she knows this. Could be. Could. But, I mean, she is shrewd on a lot of things. So, yeah, but. but she's actively pushed against AOC. You know, yeah, because yeah. the 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 C's position is that they will ban any uh, uh, company pollsters that work with people that challenge incumbents because um, uh, AOC challenged an incumbent and won. He was like the third most powerful Democrat in a, in a very safe district in New York. And she, you know, the more progressive candidate, won. And so the DCCC is like, nope, do not do this. This is the wrong thing to do. We have people in power. They need to stay in power, blah, blah, blah. And so they said, do not do this anymore. And then the incumbent is a progressive. And, oh, well, what do you know? The people that say don't do this anymore, they went and did it. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, Kenny, but... Yeah, no, I, and Zelda's pointing out that uh, Nancy and the Kennedys go way back, to. So. Oh, I get that. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure they do. So, I don't doubt that for a moment. So that that just the the it just made me feel good that the money in because uh, there were other not just Markey but there were other candidates that were targeted. Yeah. All of the uh, progress the what they what the the uh, Fox News lovingly calls the squad. I guess you could call it. Yeah. Ilhan Omar's and and whatnot. They were targeted and run run against. They all lost all the money that the millions of dollars spent on democratic primaries to get rid of the progressives. They all lost. So that, that, that just makes me smile. I, you know, makes me happy so, too. We need progressives. I, I'm all for Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so that, that was one. And that was the other thing I wanted to talk about. It actually goes back to the conventions because things have been so crazy and busy. It was a, a, a good take I had on the conventions and, um, my brain isn't pulling it up at the moment. Nope, that's my war story. <laughs> well, how about the uh, now? Now, but uh, what about the soup debacle? I I really didn't follow that. That to me is just them being. I mean, you're talking about the canned soup. Uh... Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to find the humor in it at least, right? Yeah, I mean, I when I when I hear Trump talk and stuff, I I know. Okay, so here's the good take on the soup thing. It's 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 that bad. Things are that bad for Trump that he is trying to distract us from how bad things are for him with soup. Antifa with soup cans. Yeah, right. I mean, he, he's lost cases about his um, taxes being you know being turned over to prosecutors. That's happening. And he does not want this in the news. So in some respects, he's succeeding in keeping certain stories out of the top, which is bad. But the good side of it is, is how bad he looks doing it. When people are like, you're talking about Kansas soup? Yeah. That's yeah. So in that respect. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Uh, so yeah. when I hear Trump go off on stupid things like this, I, I just tune it out. So, yeah, I hear what you're saying about it being funny because it's stupid. But to me... I focus on the meat and potatoes. 
you know so oh, I, absolutely I, I i do as well but i you know if, if you can't you know I, i'm just saying i mean just look at what the lincoln project did with that oh. and then they have cans of soup soup you think you can get soup this is soup for my family we have people coming over with bags of soup, big bags of soup. Please, you're wasting everyone's time. Oh, this is soup for my family. It's the perfect size. It's like made perfect. You're pushing your luck, little man. But a can of soup, you can really put some power into that, right? Very good. Very good. You know something? No soup for you! There it was. <laughs> uh, few things that can make me smiled in this really painful painful project we are in so i do remember i do remember now the second story i want to talk about in the dnc convention yes again Mm -hmm. and this is uh it it brings up aoc again so uh the convention's happening and you know people are watching it and there is another representative and he he comes on first and he endorses bernie sanders and then AOC comes on and seconds the motion of endorsing Bernie Sanders. Yeah. And people are freaking out, going, oh my God, this is it's showing disunity the party. All right, everybody just all right. All right. So here's what th- what this means. AOC was given that time slot by Bernie Sanders himself because when a candidate gets enough delegates from the votes, because the enough voters have said we want him. It is a matter of procedure that the convention has to have a candidate nominated so things can be can proceed forward. It sure. happens in the Republican Party, too. This is not AOC trying to drive division into the party, as so many in the news or media. That's just fake bullshit. Yeah. She's doing what she was asked to do. And it, it, this is not showing part of unity. This is convention procedure. And I, I wish I addressed it sooner, but uh, like I said, so many things came up and I, I wasn't able to do my, my good stories. I did military stories, but anyway, so that's... So there you go. Also Everybody true. can relax. AOC isn't trying to divide the party up. She is pushing to the left. I get it, but it's not like she's saying, don't vote for Biden, vote for Bernie. No, that's yeah. not, no. Yeah, I mean, and and also take take heart to the fact that there is so much more unity on the left than there is the right right now. Uh, True. I mean, where was the similar movement against uh, Hillary Clinton or Barack Obama from the left pouring money into internet and television ads to say, we're Republicans. Look, I know there's a lot of Democrat money going into... Um, the the Lincoln Project, but having those figureheads as former Republicans, um, I mean, some big names. Well, I mean, and of course, you know, George Conway, who's just stepped down. I, you know, uh, I think George Conway's an asshole, but um, you know, put it. I mean, seriously, that is like one of the biggest. I think the Lincoln Project forced Kellyanne Conway out more than than her daughter. Did you see um, the mashup that oh, was it John? I think John Oliver did it of the RNC delegates that were oh. were um, promoting were who were nominating Trump. How mm-hmm. they couldn't get his name right. 
<laughs> Oops. One of no. us said, uh, I, I nominate for president oh. Donald Don President. <laughs> Donald Don President, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and another person called him John Trump. <laughs> Shit. Nice. Nice. <laughs> It was it was wow. a mess, but yeah, John Oliver did it. Um, I yeah, I think it was John Oliver. Probably, I can look it up real quick. What's the? Was, yeah, it, well, it, 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 yeah, it, you can yeah. send it send it to me later, and we'll get it for next week. Um, okay. you know, that'll be okay. fun. But it, so. it is hilarious. <laughs> nice, nice. So, uh, uh, well, uh, uh, I, I know you're going to be talking. Uh, you and Shane are going to be uh, uh, having a a big discussion next hour. Um, but, um, anything, uh, that, uh, popped up, Kurt, that you think is, uh, some good news that we need to pay attention to? You're always an optimist. Um, you know, like, that was, that was the only bit of good news. Like, I found things that, that were, were troubling, so I, I don't want to share them here and bring everybody down. There, there are oh, that's that okay. I find alarming, you yeah. know, uh, about this. These are divisive times. I, I, I am emboldened, um, it. At, uh, and thank you, Zelda, for helping campaign for Marky there. Uh, I, I, I love this story. This makes me feel really good, and I can't get enough of those stories. Yeah. Oh, Zelda's going to be on with us next week, and she can talk to us more uh, about this, uh, you know, her involvement in the campaign and everything, too. Good. Because so, we've talked to her about it a lot. And, and yeah, we'll, uh, we'll give her some time to uh, put together her, her uh, uh, front-line stories for us and... Uh, uh, let us know, you know, I mean, and, and share, sharing her joy, uh, for, for a good a job well done. I'm very proud of her for that. So that's very cool. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, uh, Suze, anything you saw this week that was, uh, interesting and upbeat, uh, uh, or whatnot? Um, me? Yeah. You want me to do my talk, do my chat? Yeah. On what I researched? Okay. So, Suze. huh? Go ahead. Okay, so um, I was I was looking through some things that I I have a, a friend from um, Dragon Boating, and uh, she was asking me, do you do you like BTS? And I'm like, I don't know what they are, and um, you know, I knew they were a boy band, but um, you know, I I was uh, searching some information, and it, it I keep seeing these articles and stuff. And it's like, BTS is the new anonymous. And I'm like, what? How is this happening? What's going on here? Because I thought they were just a boy band, you know? And I, I saw that they have a, you know, they have a doll line. And, and I thought, oh, great. Yeah. It's the new kids on the block for this generation. That's nice. That's what happens. So um, I was looking up some information and I heard that they, um, they have an army. Well, it's, it's like it's, the Kiss Army. Yeah, but it's the it's isn't the K K pop in in yeah, general. It's, it's BTS and K pop, right? Yeah, they're Korean a K pop band. Yeah, the Bang Pan Boys. All right. Yes, and they um, they're they're seven guys, and they do the little dance, and that's why you know it makes you think of all the bands you've seen all the years, and you know like Menudo and New Kids on the Block and all that silly stuff. But they're kind of um. They do do rap. That's what I found out. <laughs> that uh, half of them are uh, Korean rap stars, South Korea's, and how half are singers, but they're all dancers. But they kind of um, get their fans to 
kind of be hackers for them. Like um, recently when there were protests, um, you know, all over the United States for um, Black George Lives Floyd. Matter. Yeah, Black yeah. Lives Matter. But um, the Austin, Texas had an app that um, that people could respond and post their videos of illegal activity that protesters were doing. So the police would have that, um, you know, that filming and things like that. So their fans just bombarded that with BTS videos and caused it to, you know, malfunction. Well, yeah, yeah. They they bury the they overwhelm yeah. the numbers of people pushing the the anti protester propaganda. Exactly. So I thought that was neat, you know. And it's like there, I, I I also saw them, you know, on the cover of Newsweek, and I'm like, oh, this is this is more than just a pop group, you know. And they also um, mobilized their fans to um, to all request uh, tickets to Trump's um, Oklahoma you know, rally. Oklahoma rally. Oh, Oklahoma. Okay. And um, so he thought he had a sold out show, and then nobody showed up. <laughs> so that I made that. that that made me happy when that happened too. Yes. But they they also bombard like different you know, racial things and, you know, things that are racist websites. Yeah. Yeah. Just with different BTS websites. So, well, mostly Twitter, it's it's mostly Twitter accounts too. They're very good at shutting down Twitter accounts by swamping them with, uh, BTS and, you know, K-pop videos and memes and GIFs and whatever, you know? Yeah. Which is, I think that's, you know, a good use of pop music and, you know, a good use of, of youth culture, rebellious, yeah. sometimes youth culture, you know? So I thought that was kind of a neat little story. But they're Growing saying up, that man, they... I don't remember Leif Garrett doing shit for anybody. Yeah! yeah that's what I'm thinking. Fucker. Leif Garrett didn't do shit. Um, do shit. Uh, Sean Castle. Ah, uh, shucky ducky! Sorry. <laughs> Sh- Sean Cassidy didn't, you know, even though I loved him as a young girl, um... He didn't do anything except for take a really bad. You, you run, should run, say, as a young girl, I loved him. <laughs> you as said, I, I loved him as a young girl. <laughs> Is that wrong? Do I sound like an ancient person? No, no. I'm saying, I'm saying, I, I loved him. I saw those him. tiger beat pictures in many bedrooms. Yeah. It's yeah. like saying, I loved, I loved him as Frankenstein. I loved him as a young girl, you know? I mean, it sounds like... I was a young girl is what I said. I know. I said as a young girl, I loved him. You know what? You know what's funny is, like, Ken um, found some of my Tiger Beat pictures when, you know, like, I took a bunch of stuff back from my mom's house. And he was like, oh, my gosh, these are hysterical. And he posted them, like, up in the hallway of our old apartment. <laughs> Between the two apartments, because uh, we live yeah. next door to Matt and Melissa, Morton Misty. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I, the the adjoining hallway I slathered with, like, you know, I think there was a Scott Bale one in there. Oh, there too. was Scott Bale. There Ooh. was yeah. Garrett. There was John there was everybody in the 70s. Yeah. And 80s, 70s and 80s. cut out all of the Matt Dillon pictures. That was her fixation. Oh, yeah. Matt Dillon, said, sure. I was like probably Stevenson. Yeah, who who didn't? Who didn't? What'd you say, Michelle? Parker Stevenson. Oh, there you go, Parker Stevenson. <laughs> Some John Travolta's. 
there were some Rocky yeah. pictures. The Hardy Boys with uh with 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 with, with, with both of them. Parker yeah. Stevenson was my favorite though. And Sean the, Cassidy. Yeah. Yep. That was the prequel to Supernatural. Did you know that? <laughs> Hardy Boys. I own the Hardy Boys, and I own Nancy Drew too. With what? With Pamela Sue. What's her name? I don't remember. Pamela her name. Sue uh, Martin. Anderson? Pamela Sue Martin. Pamela Sue Martin. Pamela Sue Andrew? No. No. Okay. Yeah, she was You're... on like Dallas or something too, or something. I'm embarrassed yeah. to say that the librarian at our elementary school caught me with an eraser. Uh, erasing the Y off the Hardy Boys spines on the book. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. oh, that's funny. Sorry, back in 1979, yeah. that's what I was doing. The yeah. Hard Boys. <laughs> All right, so I'm sorry, Suze, I forgot you were going to talk about this tonight. Uh, but uh, oh, I thought you have... what I thought you wanted me to talk about. Yeah, no, I, I forgot. I, I ate up too. Uh, I ate too, too much of your time. Uh, but I wanted to make sure you uh, got to say anything else you wanted about uh, again. Uh, K-pop and BTS uh, activists helping That's support the out. good cause. That is awesome. I love that. Yeah. You know? Well, I, I like I like the idea that um you know that uh, we've we've got young people that might be inspired by of course dancing pop bands but also might be into politics might be doing more than just infecting their elders and causing them to die yeah i like k-pop bands you do i I don't mind them i'm like at at the same time like i was kind of watching i'm like oh that's nice which ones were were you watching i like um I like the black pink. I thought they were cute. I, I like a girl band better than a boy band. Oh, I'm, I just, I, I've, you know. I, yeah, yeah. The girl bands are much more, yeah, absolutely. Because I'm I just like, yeah. I don't know black pink. I haven't really heard any of their music. I, I'm more into um, Loma Land. Look at the time. Okay. So, Tiara, though, <laughs> I think it's Japanese. I think that's a J-pop. I can, okay. I can, I can hear Kenny's. Yeah, he wants to go to. Enough. Curling uh, right now. This is not the music, Kenny. But we'll go to commercial. Okay. Yeah. Talk to you later. <laughs> Sorry, okay. Kenny. How did we get into this mess? All right. We'll be right back uh, with uh, some more talk with Miles and Shane. Be armed with questions. Because they got oh, answers. We don't answer questions. Oh, no, no. You're going to answer questions. All right, we'll be right back. What are you doing hiding back there?
show starts in three minutes. starts in two minutes. Show starts in one minute. Show. Hot Now for something completely different. What year is this? For your own safety, please keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times. <gasps> Set your phasers to stun, your stomach screwdrivers to analyze mode, and keep your towels handy. It's time to let your inner nerd come out and play. And they mostly come at night. Mostly. This is Geeky Gals and Guys with Michelle and Miles. Trace the call. It's coming from inside the house. The Suze and Kenny. Don't get goofy on me. And some guy named Curtis. Who is he? What is he? Where does he come from? This is a party I would go to. Okay. And now it's time for Geeky Gals and Guys. Take it away, gang. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the final hour. We're the 3G5 plus one tonight. 
members of the BTS army. Maybe. Uh, uh, Soup-wielding Antifa confirmed. <laughs> Welcome back, Suze. Yep, I'm back. All right, and Curtis. And like, like I said, I was just going to fold up real quick. I didn't realize time got away from me. I felt kind of weird at first looking over it because this is for the young kids, right? It's but for the kids. For the kids. But, I, yeah. you know, I'm excited the kids have something that... That has a brain, you know? Yeah, and you know, on that token... Ah, you represent Earth's best, then. Yes, yes, they do. Earth's BTS just best. <laughs> anyway, and Curtis, welcome back, sir. Hey! Not sure who needs this right now, but you're wonderful, and you're loved, and you're the only you in this entire universe. And, you know, that means something. Except for you, Corbus. Corbus! Yeah! God damn you! <laughs> yeah. and... you know, the most important person in the whole wide world is you, and you hardly even know you. There you go. Yeah. So That's from, um, get to know yourself. Saturday morning cartoon. Take advantage oh. of yourself. Why not? There you go. And uh, you know, also what that is. That's uh... and that's one to grow on. Thank you, Jason Bateman, and welcome back, Michelle. Hello. Hello. All right, and uh, any cocktail of choice this evening? Uh, no, just water. Uh, nature's cocktail. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the original cocktail. Uh, and, of course, uh, Miles and Shane, welcome back to you guys. Uh, brothers in arms. Brothers in arms for this segment is what you want? You want play something about dire straits i'm just kidding uh but yeah so tell us what you're talking about um well some i've i've got uh my story i i was gonna talk about the night witches which is a, a unit of all women flyers in, in uh, the soviet union during world war ii but I after the trump um that. talking about losers and suckers and stuff like that i changed my mind Instead, I'm going to talk about the Battle of Lanzarote Ridge, which is a uh, defensive action by United States forces against in the Battle of the Bulge when Germany was making a final push, uh, last their last offensive to try and force. Anyway, uh, that's my. Uh, this is the a story about the unit, okay. the most decorated unit in World War II. All right, and Shane, what are you going to be talking about? Well, about my. Uh grandfather on my mom's side um his experiences during um world war ii in the aleutians oh okay so gentle talk gen about the aleutian campaign all right so so gentlemen who is going first uh, uh, Phyllis, uh I'll, I'll, I'll defer to shane for to give him all the time he needs to tell tell, tell what he needs to tell all right okay thank you well my grandfather on my mom uh was one of those Type. He was born between the wars. He was too young for the first one okay. and too old for the second. But he was a trained carpenter, a very good one. So he got a job building buildings and carpentry up in the Aleutian Islands for the uh, campaign up there. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he was a private, contra a private contractor service. So he told me, or told us numerous times, 
one morning, it was later in the morning, you know, just between lunch and breakfast or breakfast and lunch. And he had been working, you know, hard and he came in to get, you know, breakfast and he was, you know, very few people were in there. In fact, it was just him, the lunch, the, the service crew, a couple of MPs. And he said he was standing there, you know, in line. And there was this guy standing in front of him. And he said he started, you know, he didn't think much of him because he was short. And he said he started looking at him, you know, actually looking because he didn't pay much attention to him. And he said, wow, he's kind of ragged looking. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a uniform, isn't it? Oh, my God, that's a <laughs> Japanese soldier. <laughs> he said, oh, wow. That, and he said about the time he realized it, the mess cook realized it. And he said the guy had his had the lunch tray and had it slid out in front of him like, you know, hey, I need something to eat. And he said the guy was in bad shape. And he said the mess cook kind of backed away and motioned for the two MPs. And he said these were the biggest men he's ever seen. And they were in there having coffee, you know, and MP stands for military police. Mm -hmm. And he said that they looked up and they realized that this Japanese soldier had walked into the camp, into the chow line, and was sitting there trying to get lunch. And he, the head MP, who was a sergeant, motioned for the cook to go on and feed him. And he said the cook, you know, fed him, and he bowed to him, and then they escorted him over to a table. He ate, and then after he was finished, they escorted him to a nice little, you know, holding cell. Mm-hmm. But he said that was, he said he saw one other Japanese. It was out in the woods, and he said he was being eaten by a fox. It was just a body. Oof. But he said that I often wondered if maybe this guy had come across that and said, yeah, you know, there's no honor in being eaten by, you know, a scavenger. I think mm-hmm. I'm going to go get something to eat and hell with this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm done. This is it. I'm done. <laughs> But he said that it was just the weirdest thing is that, you know, he never noticed him until, you know, he noticed him. And it was just like one of those, oh, that's a Japanese soldier. Yeah. <laughs> one of those, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> that's the, uh, the best part. Uh, what I love about this story is it really portrays the hell of war. I mean, for someone, I mean, Take it from the thoughts about this Japanese soldier. He was in such a bad way. I mean, we don't know how dehydrated he was, and he, you know he was starving. And, you know, obviously hunger was a more powerful uh, incentive than fear. But fear, fear. I mean, he, this is someone that thought, I can walk in here and just be shot on sight and decided, you know what, I'm going to go in there and I'm just going to try and get some food. And... Uh, mm-hmm. You know, kudos to the American forces that were there for not, you know, for handling it right, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, because they were the Japanese soldier at the time was pretty much brainwashed that the yeah. Americans were the devil and you were to kill them and kill yourself, and, you know, take as many as you could yeah. with mm-hmm. you. Don't surrender. Right. Don't surrender. Surrender was, you know, dishonorable. Um, dishonorable. But uh, hunger and cold and probably fatigue um just at one point you know your brain a human the human brain says yeah you know sur- they kick into survival mode and 
surrendering was survival mode. He he might have just that that soldier could literally have just been delirious, just wandered in like smelling food, like pulling out a tray, just going hi, you know, just not 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 really understand, you know, just all, all he knows is <laughs> what he smells. I want that, you know. He had been abandoned. He'd True. been abandoned by his 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 leaders. True. Yeah, he could have been no, because by that time he the time my grandfather was there, they had already pushed him out. I think he was in like the area, and he said that there was no fighting there. So you know he probably got lost or abandoned. Yeah. You know, right, left behind. And, you know, because like, well, I'm not coming back. The reason Japanese were in the Aleutians in the first place was because of the battle plan drawn up by uh, Yamamoto. Uh, it was a distraction. He, there, they sent some so a, a distraction force up to the Aleutian Islands, thinking it would draw the Americans away from Pearl Harbor, and that's when they could pounce on the American fleet. Well, the Americans had already busted the Japanese code, and so they knew, and they're like, "Forget the Aleutians. We're not going to go. We're not. You know, they can fend for themselves. We're not going to. You know, whatever." And well, the Japanese force that went up to the Aleutians, well. <laughs> They, they ran into their own problems, obviously, and you know, didn't it didn't things didn't work out, and this is an end result. So, yeah. And the Aleutians is also where we got our one operational zero out of the uh, complete operating zero out of the uh, war. Oh wow! Yeah, it uh, ran out of fuel and hit a bog, and flipped over and broke the pilot's neck instantly, ah! and the plane was in perfect condition and they took it back to um, California and fixed what little damage there was and trained on it and found out it's all of its weaknesses, all of its strengths wow. and found tactics around it. Oh, wow. I, yeah. I, I, I think you'd mentioned that to me before. I completely forgotten about that. Now, they, it's funny mm -hmm. to see a zero painted as an American airplane. Yeah. Oh, I bet. Now, uh, just out of curiosity, um, because, uh, and Curtis, I don't mean to put you on the spot or anything, and uh, you, you don't have to say anything about anything in particular about your service in the military, but listening okay. to the listening to this, uh, uh, what, what are some of your thoughts here? Uh, no, that uh, I would like them to continue on telling the story. <laughs> like, I mean, it's a very compelling story. Oh, it, it definitely is. It definitely is. I just, uh, you know... Uh, again, you know, don't mean to put you on the spot or anything. So, um, but all right. Um, uh, no, I, yeah. I, I just want everybody to know that the, these stories that they're telling, I, I, I always think, and I, I, I think they, I hesitate, they hesitate in film when they retell them, uh, because they usually cast people in their thirties. I think you have to understand too, that the people that we're talking about are kids. Like, yeah, these are. Fucking kids, like nineteen-year-olds. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, we were talking World War Two. So many of them fucking lied to get in there. So there yeah. were a lot of them that were 16, 17 years old. It, yeah, it's a very different picture when you, when you view it through that lens. But, but please proceed. Could you, uh, Shane? Uh, uh, I, I don't know if you have any more on the illusions. I don't. That... Got, uh, I, I like the story about the um, the guys that. Um, you mentioned the submarine museum. And oh, so yeah, my uh, my, so own, my the, back, the background on that first. Okay, my 
I, I guess you'd call him my step uncle, Cletus. He's from Arkansas. <laughs> Go figure. Yeah. But um, he was in the Philippines when it fell. He was on actually a survivor of the Bataan Death March. Mm -hmm. And he was a POW through the whole, most of the war. Well, at one point when the uh, Philippines were about to fall, the Japanese moved, were going to get rid of all the uh, POWs. Well, they put them on boats and were going to ship them back to Japan for slave labor. Well, he was on one of those boats, and I forgot what the name of the sub was, but it torpedoed a freighter out in the middle of the ocean, and him and like a half dozen of his friends swam out of the hole. Oh, wow. And were basically afloat in the uh, Pacific Ocean. Well, the same sub came by to get rid of the Japanese survivors. They kind of, you know they we did that the japanese did it the germans did it but they came up to shoot them and they started yelling at them and of course they're all covered with diesel oil so they you know yeah. don't look any you know they're dull you know black and he said that he started screaming at them that they were americans well the sub went from shooting them to pulling them ashore you know pulling them on board and it was like 10 or 15 of them that survived well fast forward to the 2000s my mom and dad live up in um st mary's georgia which is a big um uh sub base now okay it's a uh, st mary's georgia it's right outside of uh, um i guess the closest thing is a uh, um jacksonville it's up in that it's a jack or florida georgia border on the coast st mary St. Mary's, yeah. Um, they have a little sub, you know, it's a little local sub museum. But um, the sub was out of that port. And so they took him, you know, just to have something to do. And there was a picture of the sub rescuing these POWs. And he looks up and he says, oh, look, there I am. And there was a picture of him being pulled on board the sub and the curator almost had a heart attack mm. and said, Oh, one minute, please, please one minute. And she went over and got her camera and took a picture of him, mm -hmm. you know, because, and then put it's there at this museum. Cause he's living history. It's history. Yeah. I mean, he is li living history of what happened, you know, that moment. No, that's amazing. I, I mean, yeah. uh, when you it, it means so much to hear these stories, especially when this is you know a personal story. This is you know, uh, you know, and, and you know, I'm not to take away from anything because the, all all of these stories are personal to all of us because this is Amer these are American stories about real Americans who weren't losers, <laughs> about real Americans who sacrificed. You think and didn't pretend on, they have bone spurs. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. think you think putting on a mask is taking away my rights? <laughs> you know what? You don't even know what uh, the greatest generation did to help preserve this nation. Uh, if for any naysayers out there, I, yeah, I've said that, it before. That, yeah, I hear these people. Well, the government should open up because I need to go to the bar. That's the weakest. Yeah. 
shit I've ever heard. Sure. You know, I've said, and I don't know, Shane, if you've ever heard one of my shows when I've talked about it, and I'll keep this brief, but my, my mother's parents, um, uh, they, I have their ration books from World War II. Uh, they both did war work. Uh, my grandfather installed radios on airplanes. Um, and uh, he was also, he was too old. Uh, he passed away in 84. He was considerably older because he, he and my, uh, my grandmother had my mom when they were like in their late 30s. So, um, so yeah, so I think he was too too old uh, to do combat, and he wasn't in the he wasn't like a big guy or anything. He was kind of a slight guy too, but he installed uh, radios into fighters. Um, and uh, but I but I have their their ration books, and those ration books they're almost full because they didn't use all these stamps. There's so I, I shouldn't say almost full. But they, they're, I think, at least 30% of the stamps uh, are still in these books for sugar, coffee, uh, you know, cooking grease, uh, you know, butter, milk, whatever. Uh, this, it, it, you know, it, it was so amazing to find those. And thank you, Susan, because Susan found those a few months ago when all this went down. Because I kept thinking about that. It was like, people are crying about a mask? I'm, and I could it, see, and this is what you know, and, and you know, they sacrificed in my and. Uh, but anyway, I'll talk about my great grandfather next segment uh, briefly. But go ahead. go ahead. Yeah, I just can't under. Uh, you know, people don't know what it is like to sac. I mean, really, have to sacrifice. I mean, yeah. you know, they said, "Oh, I'm wearing a mask. That's sacrifice enough. I'm not going out. That's sacrifice. No, that's inconvenient, at best." Yeah. And patriotism at even better, because you're 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 trying to keep everybody else safe. And hey, there are some people out there from the greatest generation that have succumbed to this that didn't have to. That's the worst part. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's that's just so despicable to me. Uh, that, that you know yeah, uh, when, when you guys yeah when you guys say tell talk about real American heroes. And of course, you know, this is all miles. I mean, you know, I, I want you to just comment directly uh, about what Trump said the other day. Or, or not, not what he not what he said, but the, the Atlantic article that came out about what he said when uh, about uh, people who served and died and were wounded in France. Um, There's stunning. a lot go- that's being talked about. I mean, um, he was complaining about having to go to two cemeteries why do i have to go to two of them hey welcome to my childhood trump we went to six cemeteries in washington in one day shut the hell up i i I don't know are there even any pictures of trump at any uh funeral for uh, service people that have died while he's been president because you know obama did that but i don't i don't know i don't think Trump has. that's a good question if he had You'd know the right would be like, here's Trump supporting the troops. You know, he's giving respect to the people that have fallen in the service of the country. Nope. That that picture doesn't exist. I don't think so. So, I mean, as far as his comment, I mean, Trump's called. All right. So Trump is so focused on himself. He cannot understand the concept of making the ultimate sacrifice for one's country. To him, that's a sucker deal. That's why he's saying they're suckers for doing it. 
That's not something he can conceive of as a worthy or honorable thing to do. He doesn't have a concept of honor. He doesn't. For him, it's all yeah. about him. So, I mean, yeah, when, when Macron was, uh, you know, basically it was explained to Trump, like, look, you don't go, the, the, the media is going to tear you a new one. And, uh, you it know, should Trump, happen. And, and, and it's, it's finally coming to bear fruit. <laughs> a little too late, in my opinion. But, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's wonderful to see him floundering about trying so desperately to get this out of the news. It's and a hoax. It's, not. it's a hoax. All yeah, it's very gratifying to see that yeah. you know all the things he's done: bad mouthing five star families, McCain, his service, all of these things. They sexual all Vietnam pattern of behavior. His sexual Vietnam. Oh yeah. my god, well, <laughs> that least, makes me least, so mad. At least Trump managed to do that, right? Or oh, did he? We don't know. Because you know his medical record. And remember, drinking water and walking down ramps at a mm-hmm. West Point speech. That's a real sacrifice, yeah. Michelle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wearing a diaper. Oh <laughs> <Wow. laughs> uh, yeah, I got something. Oh no, wrong. Uh, yeah. There All right. But, uh, uh, no, but yeah. no. This is good. We're going to continue this conversation when we come back. We we are at the bottom uh, of the. Uh, of the hour here, so we're Big gonna bottom. Uh, yeah, <laughs> talk about buns. Yeah, my girl's got them. <laughs> Big bottom, drop me out of my mind. <laughs> How could I leave this behind? Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, shucky ducky. All right. Anyway, we're gonna go to the break. We'll be right back. With a very real, real, uh, again, more real story about uh, stories about real heroes, not suckers or losers, as uh, Trump wants to categorize them. Nonsense. All right, we'll be right back with more geeky gals and guys right after this. I don't trust men who smile. Everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in 
in the air. If you ever been stuck or down on your luck, throw your motherfucking fingers in the air. This is what you play if your boss is a jerk. This is what you play when you on the way to work. This is what you need when you come up shoulder or at the drive-thru when they fuck up your order. This is what you play when you waiting in line. This is what you play when people wasting your time. This is what you need when someone breaks your heart and says me and you we need some time apart. This is what you play when you got dirt on your shoulder. This is what you play when the police pull you over. This is what you need when you just can't stand it. Every time you do right they take you for granted. This is what you play when we in a recession. This is what you play when politicians don't listen. This is what you play when you all the way through. This is what you play when you say fuck you, fuck you. This is something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air. If you ever been stuck or down on your luck, throw your motherfucking fingers in the air. This is something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air. If you ever been stuck or down on your luck, throw your motherfucking fingers in the air. I'm me, that's how I'ma do If you don't like it, fuck you, do you If you don't like it, say fuck you too Or some of you might say suck my ooh This is about being real with yourself Sometimes you gotta say fuck everybody else Sometimes you gotta let people do what they do Sometimes you gotta stop them and say fuck you, fuck you This is something real for everyone who feels like Throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking in the air. This is something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air. If you ever been stuck or down on your luck, throw your motherfucking fingers in the air. In the 18th century in Central Europe, a black terror swept across the face of the land. The curse of vampirism, which had been a half-forgotten memory for hundreds of years, returned with a fury that struck unholy fear into the hearts of every man, woman, and child. One man dared to make a stand against this evil epidemic. One man dared to hurl a challenge of cold steel against the terror of the undead. He was Captain Kronos, Vampire Hunter. It is commonly supposed that a vampire attacks in only one way, by biting the neck and draining the victim of blood. The girls you spoke of, they were not drained of blood, but of youth, of life itself. <laughs> You see? He's been bitten on the mouth. God's sake, I survived the vampire's bite. The key is not the man you are. I'm doomed. My soul, a never-ending torment.
take her. At your service, sir. To the death. Yes, you bleed, my lord. This is God's blade. Forged for your black heart. Hi, this is Jody Hamilton of the From the Bunker podcast, and you can hear our show Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern on Radio for Humans. gals and guys uh i just want to say real quick my great-grandfather constante grossi was not a sucker he was not a loser he took a bullet in the face that blew out his palate the, the the you know the the roof of his mouth and his rear teeth and had a steel plate in his uh, uh up there to uh and, and in his own words he said I have a steel plate in the top of my mouth to keep my brains from hanging down. Uh, oh, boy. He fought, and he was my step-great-grandfather, but he was the only great-grandfather I ever knew. Um, and uh, he he lived man, with us. Man. He lived with us for a while. Oh, he he was, God, this, he was a chiseled hunk of man meat, let me tell you. Um, <laughs> but, wow. uh but yeah, he uh, 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 to this day uh, he gave me my very first uh, Swiss Army knife uh, that uh, I believe he had in the war, and I have a picture of him in his uh, uniform. He and his family came to this country at the turn of the century, uh, and he sadly passed away in the eighties. Uh, and uh, but he uh, yeah he came to this uh, country in like nine. 19- 1906 from Italy and fought against fascist Italians in World War II. So when I say I'm anti-fascist, it's because I had a good role model. All right, welcome back to the show. Uh, Shane, uh, thanks for being here. Thanks for sharing your story. Thank you for allowing me to come on. That was fun. No, not a problem at all. Very informative and poignant as well. Uh, And of course, welcome back, Curtis. I just want to say when I'm elected president that I will put John Waters on the $100 bill. I appreciate that. And uh, I think uh, I, I want a lot of those $100 bills. Shazam! Yeah. So, uh, and of course, our gals, Michelle, welcome back to the program. Hello, hello. It's been a lot of fun. I don't mean that in a possessive sense. Everyone's gals. The Sues, welcome as well. It's in our title. I'm a, I'm a little possessive. Yeah, yeah. And Susan, uh, yeah, we just got an electric car. 
We have we got an electric car. It's how exciting. Cra- how crazy and exciting is that? And it is so quiet feel, and so smooth. I feel sad trading in the red unicorn. I feel sad. I, it was I a val- it was a Valentine's uh, a mutual Valentine's gift. Um, but it, the transmission was going, I think, and that's it, always a bad thing to do when yeah. you when you're not under warranty and. Yeah, it was. It was like <laughs> I feel like I like this car better, but I I feel an emotional connection to the red unicorn. I, I do feel that. Too. I took a picture of it on the lot uh, after we 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 got in. I felt horrible leaving that car behind. We left it alone. But you know who I blame for all this? Carlos. Yeah. God damn you! God you damn. know it's his fault. Yeah. But exactly. if it didn't have problems, I would have sold it to my friends parents because they need a car or something but i think it it was too far gone yeah it would it it was a money pit uh and another car was just dropped on it uh if you heard that on turn up the night i mentioned that but uh last but not least uh miles lagan uh welcome back sir yes hello thank you and i'm ready to talk some k-pop all right (laughs) (laughs) but you know what who are you you and what have you done with miles no wait no real quick miles like my friend that it was asking me about K-pop, she's a little older than me, and I was like, okay, but I feel weird researching K-pop because these, they're 23-year-old boys, and any, and they're boys, you know? Like, yeah. anyone under 30, like, put them back in the oven because you are too young, you know? Like, it's just weird. But I do, I do think that they seem to be intelligent people that, that, um, you know, are are using their power for good, not evil. So yeah, that's yeah. cool. But so, yeah. all right, Miles, go ahead and lay it on us. Uh, 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 K-pop all the way right now. All right. So the so. um story that I'm I'm going to regale tonight is about it happened during the Battle of the Bulge. So quick. Quick for those who, I mean, they, you may have heard of the Battle of the Bulge, but to know what it means or what it was. In World War II, as Germany was uh, facing a two-front war, the uh, Russians coming in from the east and the Allies pushing in from the west, they made a last-ditch offensive to try and uh, take Antwerp. It's a, like a dock city or something like that. Yeah. What they were planning to do is surround the armies. And I want to say one thing. I just watched The Darkest Hour, the story of. Um, of um, I know it's not like as much as you know, but it's the story about uh, Winston Churchill and stuff. Okay. So if if there's any, have you seen that movie or no? No, no I. I the, but I think it's about part? Antwerp. I think it is. So. Okay, I, I know. Oh, the beginning. Yeah, roundup. Dunkirk. Oh, oh I, yeah. I want to see Dunkirk, and I definitely want to see uh, Greyhound. I've seen Midway, but yeah, I do want to see Dunkirk. Yeah. Um, what was I talking about? Battle of the Bulge. Sorry, so, Antwerp. Yeah. Battle of the Bulge. So the German plan was to mount this massive offensive that would push and surround the Allies and force the Allies to sue for peace because, you know, with the Germans you know, cutting off American units or the, the allies from support or what have you, 
if they could accomplish that instead of losing all of their young, the youth of their nation or whatever, because, you know, it, it was a lost cause, the, the, the goal was to, you know, force the out and then the, the, the Germans could focus on Russia. So that, that's the German plan. And they had a massive, massive force aligned, panzer divisions and what have you. Now, the German army had been taking a toll through the most of the uh, war. And their, um, the, uh, was it the third? No. The 5th and 6th Panzer Division, and I'm seeing the, the first uh, in, in my notes, the, the SS Panzer Division. So mm -hmm. these units have been taking hits. One unit hit so hard that they effectively dissolved it and then reformed it with, like, Luftwaffe people. <laughs> like the people that worked on the planes, because the planes, uh, were, planes were getting shot up so bad they, it, they needed people badly. And the youth... Now we're talking, this is when Germany was sending in very young people. So now you're talking about, you know, the conscription of 17, 16, 15-year-olds, you know, that had never olds. even fired a gun. I'm sorry? Even 13-year-olds. Sure. Yeah. Oh, God. I, oh, God, yeah. It, it was, that's how desperate Germany was. So even though um, they were resorting to using people that young, they were still well-equipped. They were giving them the best weapons and what have you. So, the uh, the push to Antwerp led through like this five-mile area, like a little valley or what have you. On the American side, of uh, there was the uh, the there was the three hundred and ninety-fourth, and this was an intelligence and recon platoon. These are the people that ride around in little jeeps. Yeah, and they take you know they 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 find out where the enemy is, where the how big they are, what they're armed with, where they're going, and they feed that information to command, so command can make proper decisions about where to allocate resources. Because if you're hit where you <laughs> if you're hit where you need to be, I, I'm just I, I can't see, talk straight right now. You got to have your resources so you can face the enemy off properly. Because if you don't, you're going to get run over, and that's always bad. Oh yeah. So the 394th, uh, this—that's th what they were. They were a scout unit. Uh, I'll put it in terms of that. So they were in this little uh, village, and I can't—I I actually didn't write. Oh, Lanzarote, Lanzarote Ridge. There we go, and it's in Belgium. Now, yeah. they knew, they saw some German forces, but they did not understand how big it was. There were like 500 men of one unit and 50 men of another unit. So you're looking at 550 men that were pushing in on this platoon. Now, the platoon knew they were coming, so they had time to prepare. And they dug deeper the foxholes that were already there so that more men could get inside these foxholes, and they covered them with pine logs to, you know, protect against uh, fire from above. Mm -hmm. And the foxholes were in positions where they could see up like 300 yards of just an open area, and they saw they, they ha uh, had a firing line on the road that went through the area. So they, uh, they also had, I mean, when we're talking... Um, recon they don't have tanks they don't have heavy weapons the best heavy weapon they had was a 50 caliber machine gun 
on a jeep and they embedded they they uh entrenched the jeep you know and put the machine gun in you know to be able to use it that's that's what they had and when the uh this unit you know was like hey they contacted command and goes hey uh you know what are our orders you know there's some germans coming whatever blah 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 the response they got was hold the area at all costs Ooh, that's a steep order yeah that's an order and jesus christ i mean when you get that order from and you're an army unit yeah i mean you're infantry you're like all right let's dig in we got snipers we got you know you got whatever blah 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 that order was given again i'll point it out intelligence and recon (laughs) i mean Curtis, i imagine you know uh, the you know the difference of the military units and and what a, a recon unit is <laughs> equipped right. with, relatively yeah. speaking. Absolutely. So that's what this unit that's the orders that was given to this unit. And so they dig in the the mm-hmm. command the highest ranking guy in there was twenty years old. Wow, Lyle, uh, a twenty year old His name was Lyle Boak, and. Uh, so he gives he starts giving orders he divides his uh um uh, platoon up into two groups and they dig in these foxholes and put in the pine logs and then the Germans start coming and they start um oh one little side note there apparently um the Germans were so oblivious to the presence of these Americans that the officers were practically like out in the open walking towards them and uh, apparently, from what is said, a young girl from this a Belgian village ran mm-hmm. up to the Germans. It is she was questioned after the war and said, "No, I was pointing out of the direction that a tank destroyer unit had gone or whatever." But it is believed that she had warned the Germans of the Americans' position. That being said, the Americans open, you know, they engaged the Germans and. <laughs> three assaults um the germans mounted three assaults now it was snowing i mean this happened um let me give the timeline this happened in december 16th um yeah december 16th of 44 as i understand it towards very towards all, the end wow. of the year. yes it was also the worst winter that belgium and that area had had in like 30 years i believe so, it and it, what was worse is that it completely destroyed the um, air, any air cover. Right. Right. So, And it gave cover to the Americans. They were in these foxholes, these pine-covered foxholes, and so they were well-defensed. And when you're in a defensive position, you have the advantage. So the, Ger- the Germans were sending these young boys, well-equipped young boys, because they had the German troops had basically been told, yeah, the Americans, their morale is low. They don't have really the will to fight. Bunch that's a bunch of propaganda to try and get your men to go out, you know, into enemy fire. Well, the Americans were holding their holding their ground and firing hundreds of Germans. They repelled three assaults by the Germans until I mean they held their ground until late that night, and, and things got so bad. That um, uh, Commander Boke sent, or Sergeant, he sent two men. He's like, I need, because the communication lines had been cut, then their radio was knocked out. And so he's like, he sent two men 
back for orders for like, hey, we need help. We need to resupply. Those two men didn't make it. They were taken. They were mm-hmm. captured. And so the rest of the forces uh, are fighting. And then night falls. And a German para- parachute uh, troop uh, of 50 men comes in in nightfall. And they manage, at this point, um, uh, the 394th Intelligence and Recon Force is out of bullets. Yeah. They got nothing. They, they, the commander Boca at this point was like, I gotta, I gotta pull back. I got nothing left to fight with, you know, despite the order to hold at all costs. He, he was, he, but th- at that point, the German had, uh, t- uh, uh, flushed them out of their foxholes and taken them prisoner. And, uh, one, I think the himself took a bullet in the leg because someone fired through into the foxhole. Basically. Um, yeah, they were taken prisoner at this point in time. Now, <laughs> the reason I'm laughing is the Germans, after taking the Americans prisoner, because the Americans had are out of bullets, mm-hmm. were searching the woods for the rest of the American forces. All right. So, uh, who wants to wager, who wants to throw out some guesses as to how many men the Americans had? A lot. A lot, a lot, a lot. To hold off against 550 Germans, how many? How many Americans? Three thousand. Uh, no, not three thousand. I said three thousand. Fifty. Less. Oh, really? Twelve. How many are in the Howling Brigade? I, 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 I don't know. So, what this inte- this intelligence and recon unit, this platoon, was formed up of two. Nine man squads. Oh, 18. Wow. 18 men held Mm. off 550 Germans. And I, uh, from what I understand, there was only one casualty. Only one American was lost. I don't even know if he was dead. For all I know, he was just injured. Yeah. So the the German commander, when he shows up at midnight to say, So, how how are we doing? Finds out that the entire German offensive had been held up by 18 men. That's amazing. <laughs> let me tell you, the orders to hold, it all, to hold at all costs. What happened, what this did is this bought the Americans valuable time to make yeah. the proper defenses to actually hold up the German offensive. That's how valuable this was, what these men were able to accomplish. Yes. So they were taken prisoner, and they were marched over to Stalag 13B and C, depending on whether you were an officer mm-hmm. or not. That's yeah, where yeah. you went. So, yeah, Hogan took good care of I'm kidding. No. <laughs> I know. Yes. Uh, um, and the, the Stalag, uh, from what they said, was a place that was designed to hold 300 people, and there were 1,500. You know, But uh, this yeah. was close to the end of the war. So, uh, you know, they didn't stay there that long. I mean, Germany sur- you know, surrendered uh, pretty much, you know. Uh, what what was the end? Uh, Shane, you, do you happen to know the end when Germany surrendered? Um, yeah. This, uh, actually, the uh, it was August. That late of 45? Oh, oh no, wait, no, 44. Japan. Japan this yeah, yeah Japan's, Japan's August. Um, it's VD Day, Victory yeah. or, or VE, Victory Year, not VD. That's what 
Yeah, that's Donald from Trump's v- birthday. Yeah, VD <laughs> Day. Yeah, June fourteenth. Um, uh, <laughs> that's Trump's birthday. It's the day before mine. Um, so if you if you like this story, oh, is it uh, May? Oh, May? Okay. May yeah. So they were only prisoner for the. Oh, oh, and on uh, uh, December seventeenth. So this this fight happened December sixteenth. Lyle Boak is a prisoner of war December seventeenth, and that was his birthday. <laughs> wow okay now he's 21 years old <laughs> congratulations you can drink <laughs> but wow. uh, if, if if you like this story this story is written in detail of uh in a book called the longest winter by alex kershaw so if it's if it's something that's at your interest about what happened on lanzarote ridge you know it's it's got a lot of information very um, nice yeah. so these this this unit was uh, not immediately recognized for what they did. It was the son of Eisenhower yeah. that uh, was in command of certain things. And he said, look, you know, these guys need to be res- responded to. And it was after the war that Congress uh, awarded this unit of 18 men, four distinguished serving crosses, five silver stars, and the other nine all got bronze stars. This is the every man in the unit was decor. It was you know decorated with with these uh, awards for for their actions. Uh, oh, this, deservedly so. So yeah, uh, absolutely. And uh, and again, you know, I I just want to say this right now. Um, right now, the only suckers and losers out there, um, are the people who are buying what's being sold to them from a certain somebody that's it yeah not the people you're yeah. talking about not these brave uh you know uh fighters for our constitution and our nation so yeah. uh so but in case i yeah. didn't have enough time i did have a backup story to as a filler it was about the submarine that was sunk by its own toilet Oh but, uh, yes, oh, well, well. we can hear about that another yeah. another day. Another day, uh, but yeah. So we do have to wrap things up right now. Um, uh, all right, so uh, let's give our our last geek talk uh, to everybody. Uh, what do you have on the way out, Shane? Thanks for being here with us. Um, not much. I'm just glad to be here. Um, the um, I one of my favorite things is history. I love military history and just general history yeah and if you all need a uh, uh, history teacher kind of uh, <laughs> I'm it. all right we have our own reference book for geeky gals and guys right here we got your uh, number so uh the encyclopedia uh of miles and shane at our yeah. disposal I, I like his stories about the, the the bomber that has a howitzer mounted in it that, that's a good story Right. Oh well, there teasers. Look at all the teasers we have going out. Yeah. All right, Miles. What what is your uh, final word tonight? Huh. Wow. What a week we've been having. All right. So expect things to get worse. I I I know it's when 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 Trump tries to distract you with stuff like soup cans and it's not working. <laughs> true, he's true. going to try and come up with something even crazier. To get you to stop mm-hmm. talking about the stuff that you're, where, you know, he doesn't like, like you know, I mean, just that. So expect more craziness to ensue this week, and it's just, and as things flounder, it's just going to get so much worse. So just be prepared for 
more badness, you know. And uh, hey, yeah. tune in next week. We'll we'll be here to lift your spirits and talk about crazy stuff. I so dig it. Crazy. I dig it. Wild. Uh, all right, uh, Susan, what do you have uh, for everybody? Um, you know, just uh, keep going. Yeah, I, I do have to say um, the the things that Trump was saying. Uh, we were watching CNN, and they were just playing so many of the things he said to the armed services over the years. And I was just crying with anger, like just so angry. And, you know, because I do have so many members of my family that have served, and uh, it just disgusts me. So th- this, this, this all has to turn around, knock on wood. So register to vote. I seem to say that every every season everything so every end of geeky guys and gals so register to vote it's valued it's valued it's valued uh well and that's you know uh that's something that our late friend cordell garrett would always share when he would uh, call in to to turn out the night he'd say no matter what you do vote 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 every time he called the show or we had him on, he ended with vote, vote, vote. So in Cordell's memory, everybody, you have to vote. That was the funny thing. Like, people would always say, vote early and often. Like, why would... (laughs) I mean, that's a funny thing. It's just a silly joke. Why would Trump turn it around and say, oh, yeah, try to double vote. Try to mail in your vote early, and then try to vote at the polls anyway. It's like... Yeah, that's fraud, uh, dumbass. Exactly, exactly. Woo! So, okay. all right, uh, Michelle, what do you have for us? The Empire trained unicorns to be stormtroopers. Yes, it, it, you, <laughs> that gif is ridiculous. So, <laughs> who knew fa- unicorns could be fascist? Who knew? Uh, yeah, but um. I just wanted to say, uh, well, I have something to say after I do this. Um, everybody, if you really want to uh, help create a new world, join Adam um, uh, tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern on the station and in streaming to discuss a new D&D world he's going to be creating. He would like help, input, and ideas. So please join him. There you go. If he, Ask him if he doesn't already have an answer, he will come up with one. <laughs> Put them on the spot, folks. Um, yes. And um, I yeah. just want to say, everybody, please, just I I've been hitting manic, you know, I've been hitting the, the I've been unhappy and crying, and just the yeah. news has gotten a little overwhelming. And you guys can all see it on my pin post. But, You're not um, alone. Just be strong, be safe. Remember, we're all we're we're all our nerves are frayed and frazzled. We're going to disagree, but we can't let them separate us. We have to be strong, and we're stronger together than we are apart. So I love you all, and hugs. And if you ever want to throw something my way, to, you know, to, if you're feeling down too, I can try to find a goofy gift like a unicorn stormtrooper. There we go. <laughs> and again, that uh, calls for this clip. Ah, you represent Earth's best then. Yes, so uh, very good, Michelle. And Curtis, thank you again. Uh, we had episode two of the Monster Match game tonight. We did indeed, and I want to thank Shane for coming on our show tonight and sharing those stories. And in that spirit, I, I want to make mention that uh, 
Freddie Overstegen died today in 2018, and I don't know if you know who she was, but uh, she was a girl in Holland in the 1940s uh, as a teenager. Used to seduce SS men in Holland and take them into woods and fucking shoot them. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. They had the holes dug already, and if you're gonna make movies about World War II and you're gonna tell stories about World War II, it's high time. It's long fucking overdue that we told her story. So I can uh, look her up, find out who she is. It, uh, Let's let's tell those stories. Yeah, that's that's a real meanwhile at the Hall of Justice moment. Meanwhile at the Hall of Justice. Yeah, bang bang, motherfucker. <laughs> so, <laughs> so <laughs> godless Nazis. Oh, horrible, horrible, godless. Oh, sorry. you know, I I feel so horrible for dead Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere, someone said that if you wrote a novel and you wrote the Nazis as they as the main bad guys, they would say, "That's in, you can't do no. That is unbelievable. No one can oh. be that evil and stupid at the same time. Yeah, it's just unbelievable. You know, uh, you yeah. can't. That's not believable. Yeah, but they were. That's like the now. <laughs> Yes, they were. <laughs> All right. All right. So we got to wrap things up. And uh, Curtis, Very anything nice else uh, you wanted to add uh, before we wrap it up? No, just thanks, everybody, again, for tuning in tonight, interacting with us in the chat and just being awesome. I love this collective. I'm honored and flattered to be a part of it. All right. Very nice. Next yeah. week, Zelda will be joining us. Uh, <gasps> and uh, I will also have some superhero trivia. I'm going to try and stump the crap out of you guys with some multiple choice answers. And Michelle, if you want to do some horror movie trivia and Curtis, if you got another okay. monster match game, I'm telling oh, you, man. you got to go bet. more. You, you get we, more. We need, we need yes. some, we need some universal monsters or something like that in there. The two though. So it's cause monsters are everywhere. So, um, give me a chance to win. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we're going to go ahead and wrap things up right now. Check out Turn Up the Night on Tuesday, uh, of course, the with night. me, Susan, Zelda, Joe, and Trisec. It's going to be a great program, as always. And, yeah, check out Adam's program tomorrow, uh, 4 p.m. Uh, Eastern, before Paul's Memory Bank. Don't miss out on that. But, yeah, that's it. Bye. Thank you for having me. Allow me to be here. All that you knew is gone. The end of the world, perhaps. Even worse. Game over, man. Game over. Massacre all seatbelts. Seal all entrances and exits. Close all shops in the mall. Cancel the free ring circus. Secure all animals in the zoo. The state will self-destruct in five seconds. Five. Get out! Three. Get out of there! Get out! One. Join! It's like magic talk.